Someday the best show will be live. Someday we'll be back. Hey, Tom, we're live. Whoa. What? Hi, everybody. My name's Tom. I'm the host of the best show, and uh, this is the best show. I'm not. I'm talking as if I'm like, hi, I'm Tom Sharpling, the host of the best show, and I want to tell you all about reverse mortgages. Like, that's how I was setting that up. It's like, no. You know this is... The show, if you're here, why am I, why was I talking that way? Why, why, why? There's so many whys. Why, why, why? And I got some whys we're going to hear from tonight. I got some things to talk about with this uh, cast of characters. Ay, ay, ay. I got some things to talk about, but tonight what we're all going to talk about are the 50 greatest mascots of all time. And I know a lot of the, and the number, the phone number is 201-332-3484. That's the number. If you want to call and suggest your, your, uh, your, the, 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 uh, the, the mascot you believe would be, uh, in the top 50. I want to hear your pitches. We can, we can burn through this, fill it out. Famous last words, seven weeks later. We have seven mascots on the list. Hoping only 43 more slots to fill. No. We make progress tonight. 50 greatest mascots. Uh, the number 201-332-3484. And, uh, also in the program, what I'm gonna debut. That's right. Debut. Another hot debut. You all know uh the other music movie. Great movie came out a couple of years ago. A couple of years now by now, right? Yeah, a year. Hey, it was on the festival circuit a couple years ago. It was uh, out uh, on theatrically and, and uh, digitally over the last year. A great movie made by uh my friends and uh compatriots and dare I say, partners. <gasps> yes, I dare say. Rob Hatch Miller and Paloma Basu, and they uh, they made this amazing movie about the record store, Other Music, which was uh, in Manhattan and was a great store. And we got a little debut tonight because there's going to be a soundtrack coming out for the movie on vinyl on record store day, which is in April, a couple weeks, a week or a week, a week away, I believe. Well, there's going to be a, a, an other music soundtrack. And we're going to listen to a world premiere of vampire weekend. That's right. Grammy award winning. Artists, Vampire Weekend, Friends of the Best Show. We got a track that was played live at Other Music during the, uh, during the days of Other Music. So we're going to hear that. 
Uh, that we'll do that in a few minutes. Well, but I just wanted to explain what you're going to hear and be sure to pick that record up on, on record store day and beyond. And don't, uh, don't hoard it. Don't turn into collectors punishing people because they didn't get their mitts on a copy. If you see two copies in the store, you buy one and you let someone else get the next one. Yeah. Don't be that way in this life. You don't hoard. It only ends up burning you. Cause then they end up releasing the, the, you start hoarding stuff. Then they release the thing in a quantities like you never knew before. And then you're stuck with the six copies you thought you were going to punish everybody with. And, and, uh, you take what you need. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And we got some show tonight. We got, uh, Jason Dudio Gore is on hand tonight. Uh, How's it going, Tom? Oh, there he is. Yeah. Uh, it's going well. We got him, uh, on hand. He's a very talented, uh, youngster <laughs> from out West Virginia way. Yeah. And he's kind of like the, uh, he's kind of like the, I don't want to say bumpkin, but he's like a, he brings some like country ways to the show. Like whenever yeah. we need some, some down home wisdom. Like a quick, turn, like a quick hee haw sketch. Kind of like a quick hee haw sketch, but with brutalizing morality. Okay. Uh, yeah. it's a stifling, <laughs> a stifling morality. And, uh, then uh, to, on the other, uh, side of the spectrum, we got a, a guy who's, He's guys all street smarts. He sees the angles. He knows a guy who knows a guy, if you know what I'm saying. He's got connects, uh, uh, up the wazoo. This guy. It's AP Mike. He'll be on the show also tonight. How's it going, Tom? Good. How are you, Mike? I'm good. And we'll talk to both of them and they'll both have their, uh, potential recommendations for this 50, Mascots listed. When I say mascots, I'm not just talking sports mascots. I'm talking about, uh, Poppin' Fresh. Poppin' Fresh is a good mascot. You like Poppin' Fresh, Mike? The Doughboy? Yeah, little Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, he's, poppin'. he's been around a long time. You gotta give him, give him credit for that. It's hanging in there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sort of respecting, uh, endurance. You know, there's been a, a proliferation of mascots. Uh, but I, I, I'm gonna, you know, oh, I see where this go, is go, going. go for the, the barrier breakers, you know, the, the, the ones who broke, broke new ground. Sure. Sure. The, 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 the ones that, the ones that, that push the envelope, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So what you're saying is you're not having any of this gritty nonsense. Yeah. He's, uh, gritty as, uh, He's a knockoff, you know. Well, wow. <laughs> coming in yeah. hot. 911. <laughs> coming in hot, coming in hot here. Wait, what? 911 p.m., not 911. 911. Oh my god. Talk about coming in hot. I really do. Got this yeah. guy, this, this guy with his country values over here already invoking 911 in a comedy show, which I don't exactly know how that's uh uh no, I'm kidding. I'm just joking. You, the time you were looking at the time right. that it's nine eleven. Right, nine one one p.m. Yes. 
And also, this, uh, I'm about three episodes into this QAnon documentary, and that, uh, yeah. I get, all I can say is, <laughs> I got my post, uh, quarantine look figured out. Let's just say, I am gonna model myself after old Pops on that show when, <laughs> when they come back and Pops has yeah. that, that, that mustache and the, I mean, I've never seen somebody look more like they're wearing a disguise when they're not wearing a disguise than that guy. That guy looks like he went to the costume shop <laughs> and bought some things to mask his actual identity when he just grew a mustache. Yeah, he likes to have fun with his facial hair, that's for sure. He just likes to have fun. Yeah, and he's... You know, I, I mean, I think, I think I would recommend, I mean, I can't really recommend it really. It, I mean, it's one idiot after another, but, uh, anybody who had any fears about QAnon, I think, uh, that documentary should erase your fears. They're a bunch of nerds, goofy nerds. <laughs> Hot takes. Hot takes left and right. This is, this is, and for people who want to know, this is what it's like. This is what it's, this is Mike's out on the street. This is what the street is saying yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, the street is saying these guys, these are guys are going to take over the world. No you way. No, you know the street. <laughs> yeah, watches HBO Max. <laughs> you know, you know everybody on the street watches. There's bootlegs. Adam, There's bootlegs yeah, out. An Adam McKay produced uh, QAnon documentary on <laughs> HBO Max. That's what the streets are talking about. <laughs> now, I I want to just say that all uh, all pops. And his, uh, fun loving son there. I'm three episodes in, so don't ruin it. I know, that, I I think know something happens on January 6th. <laughs> I don't want to have I it ruined it was, for me. I think three was enough for me. I don't, I don't know if, how many are there? Oh, it goes forever. It just <laughs> doesn't. No, I think it's <laughs> okay. six. I think it's six episodes. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll watch the other three. Mm-hmm. I will, I will hang on because I, I love that fun loving son. He just seems like a, He's a, yeah. a a card. I love when he punches a punches a piece of wood, piece of wood yeah. to make his knuckles tougher. Uh-huh. And when he uh, who doesn't love it? Who doesn't love a trip to Soapland every once in a while? Soap World. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I do believe you might want to check out. Go on your computer and check out Soap World and see if that's something you might be interested in. If you might be interested in going to Soap World. Yeah. Who, yeah, who doesn't love climbing to the top of a mountain with Thor's hammer mm-hmm. and swinging it around and then punching a piece of wood to make your hands tougher? Very healthy family dynamic going on over there. <laughs> we must celebrate family. And we celebrate that great American family. I do like the other guy. I like the other guy. Yeah. The, 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 the guy they brought over. I think he's, uh. We're struggling to remember their names. I can't remember their names either. I can't remember. <laughs> Have they identified who Q is yet? Or is that? They did. Come, I, they, they did. They, did. <laughs> they actually do. They actually it's, say who it is. It's that it's Ron guy, right? It's a pig on their farm. <laughs> no, they actually, it actually what, is. Is it Charlotte's um, Web? <laughs> It's actually Tom Sizemore. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought that. 
Yeah. I thought it was going to be Tom Berenger for the longest time. <laughs> but it turns out it's Tom Sizemore. So kudos to you, Tom Sizemore. Second acts are very difficult in the business of show, and you pulled it off. Tom Q. Sizemore, you did it again, just like Soft Machine said, and he's a huge fan of Soft Machine. I know he loves all the bands that played at the UFO Club back in 67, 68. He loved Soft Machine, the Pink Floyd, all of them. He was a huge supporter of the scene, and now he gets to call himself a Mr. Q. Well, let's start the best show. I heard that inhale from Mike, and that meant it was going to be a, a anti-gritty rant, but I'm not ready for that yet. I'm not ready for the for the people that saw this topic and were just like, "Oh, gritty, gritty's got to top the charts." I was like, "And yeah, no, you gritty might not make this chart, my friends." Yeah, full phones though, Tom. Hot phones. Full phones. Full phones. Hot phones tonight. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to play the theme music. Then I'm going to play the world premiere of this uh, Vampire Weekend track from the upcoming Other Music soundtrack, which comes out on Record Store Day this month in April 2021. Ironic that uh, Vampire Weekend do the 2021 song, and yet, actually, it's not. It's a year. They made a song after a year. It's not hard for there to be much coincidence with that. It's a year. All right, my friends, and we'll play that, and we'll start the show, and we'll take these hot phones, we'll we'll jump in and see what we can get, how much how much uh, orange juice we can wring from the dirty rag after somebody knocked over the glass. Here we go, my friends. It is time for the best show.
Girl. Uh, hey, it's the best show. My name's Tom Sharpling. I'm the host. I've just been informed. I've just been informed. Record Store Day. It's on June 12th. Because of something called the pandemic. Don't know what that is. The pandemic. Well, it must be important because thanks to whatever that is, Record Store Day ain't in no April no more. It's in June. So you have three months to line up to get your copy of the other music doc. I, for one, will be outside of Amoeba Records lined up and um, it's very exciting amoeba records the uh los angeles institution is back came back a few days ago and uh i see people uh i drove by i was like no let me go check it out see what's up right so i go drive past a line two two blocks down the street Look, I got, I got to get in there. I got to see some records. I ain't seen no records in a while. I ain't standing on line for two hours to get it. Got to wait till these, uh, these, these pikers get theirs, the amateurs. They got to get their fill. Then I look and I see a picture. It's like, oh, it's Tyler, Tyler, the creator came in to check out the store. He's checking out the new, Digs. Oh, the guy from Duran Duran's checking out the new digs. Gotta let me in there. Look, I know I ain't Tyler the Creator. I know that. I ain't, I ain't nothing. Go ask that, that bum with the pinball museum. How many people I brought through the doors of that place? Guy never even threw me a free Snickers bar. Years of promoting that place. I can do my part. I can help out a little bit. We got a, 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 a ground movement here, groundswell. We can help. Sure, I ain't gonna put uh, Tyler the Creator numbers, but we we hold our own. Just let me in. Let me in the store. Let me in through the back door. Let me in. Let me just go look at some records. That's all I'm asking. Or not. Or I'll wait till the, till it calms down and people actually are treating a record store like it's a record store and not, uh, there's a longer line for the, the amoeba than for the vaccine. Yeah. More people lined up trying to, trying, trying, trying to get their hands on a, uh, Trying to get their hands on a, a, a urinals, uh, seven inch. Then trying to get their hands on the, uh, the vaccine. Only in America. So yeah. June, you can get, get the, uh, get the, uh, other music comp. But I think we're scooping everybody with the announcement, right? Couple other things coming out on record store day of 2021. Uh, also excited about the original, uh, soundtrack of the, uh, Gutfeld, Greg Gutfeld show, which, uh, 
boy, this seems like this, this one seems like it has legs. This Greg Gutfeld. Uh, if you're not familiar with who Greg Gutfeld is, he's a guy who, um, he's one of these, he's one of these, uh, goofballs on Fox who, um, who, but he's like the cool guy because he knows who the Melvins are. Oh no, he made a Carolina rainbow reference while saying close the borders. So they rewarded him. He's the, he used to host, what did he host the show? Red Eye? Is that right? Yeah. Red Eye? Yeah. He hosted Red Eye and now he's got his own. Finally, they're the, 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 the governor has been taken off of the Gutfeld go-kart and he can go as fast as he humanly can, which, uh, it turns out is not very fast when it comes to being, uh, funny. Not so funny. It may be funny when compared to Huckabee, for example, like he's got that same thing that like Brian Williams has or, or certain like, like, like sports commentators where it's like they're funny for like Brian Williams is funny for a news anchor, but then it went to his head and he thought he was actually funny. It's like, Oh, Brian, you think you're actually funny? Like next to like a funny person, funny. Oh, Oh, Brian. Look, I'm still, I'm always going to go after this guy for the, the Lana Del Rey thing. When he blasted her performance on SNL. Like, yeah, you might want to talk to your kid about acting, uh, before you start getting on everybody else. You know, your, your kid ain't exactly bringing home no, uh, Oscars. And that's fine. That's fine. She's very talented. Very talented. But yeah, this Gutfeld. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched a, a sketch from, actually, I think these are supposed to be called skits. Like people that work on SNL. If you ever want to get somebody on SNL mad, refer to what they do as skits and pretend you don't know the difference. It's the f- most fun game you can play. Just say skit over and over and they start to get legitimately irked. Am I wrong about that, Dudio? No, you're right on the money. Cause they're just like, well, they're not skits. They're sketches. Well, sorry. Really don't realize the difference as if sketch is that much more flattering. Once I think of a sketch, I think of somebody on the boardwalk drawn a caricature of you eating an ice cream cone. <laughs> That's a sketch to me. You pay 10 bucks to get somebody to do a doodle of you on the boardwalk. Now, but this Greg Gutfeld this is bad news, Jack. How long do you think the show lasts? This Greg Gutfeld show? Two weeks. Two weeks. I hope. I, I've never seen anything like it. And there were two skits last night. Which one was your favorite? I only saw the one where somebody was eating a bag of sugar. Oh, and so that's for, that's from a couple of weeks ago. There were two skits on the show last night. There was the Brian Williams on Mars skit. I didn't see that. And then the, uh, you're racist skit. 
where the two people on CNN were yelling back and forth with each other saying, you're racist. No, you're racist. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the guy just for people who don't know. He, he, he knows music. That's, that's just look. the Melvins are not that good. Okay. We can, we can finally talk about this. Melvins. They're, they're fine. They're good. They're not that good for the level of, of, fanaticism circulating around that band. They are not that good. Maybe no band is that good for the thing where they just like put things out and like, there's a 200 copies. And then it's just a panic. Oh, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. What am I going to do? Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Oh, look at this. Well, look at Twitter. First thing I do is look at Twitter. I see apparently, uh, apparently the kids in the hall tweeted, they're not skits, they're sketches. Well, sorry, kids in the hall. <laughs> I think they're skits. I call them slices of life. Slices of life. Well, you might, that's, that's like, that, you calling them slices of life. All I think of is when it's like a, um, when it's a, uh, when you see like a, when there's like, they're trying to figure out who like the possible, uh, like the, the, who would be the Republican nominee for 2024? Like they're doing it way too early trying to figure that out. And then you see like the breakdown and then there's like people polling it. Like then there's like eight people polling at 1%. <laughs> I'd say slices. If this was, <laughs> if this was a chart of that slices of life would be at 1%. Like what do you call them? What do you call written, uh, written scenic comedy as performed on late night television? And it would be like skits, sketches, and you go down, down, down. Slices of life, 1%. So like a family feud survey. Don't give them any ideas for SNL this week, Jason. (laughs) They're going to do an, they're going to do a, uh, they'll do a family feud skit on that show. Man, they sure love making fun of television on. On so at one point in 1976, they decided, "Hey, what if 85 percent of what we do on this show is making fun of other television shows?" That sounds good. We should just do that for the duration of the show. I mean, how long is this thing going to go for? Two more years? <laughs> Let's make a pact right now that uh, that 93 percent of what we do is just us parodying other television shows for the duration of this program. Yeah, jump forward 48 years later and they're still doing family feud skits. Have they uh, tackled the mass singer yet? I don't know. They have to. 
do you watch The Masked Singer, Mike? No, I don't. Okay. But I figured, well, you know, it must be ripe for parody. I mean, who, I don't even know what the appeal of that thing is. I'm supposed to be watching, <laughs> yeah. watching somebody sing poorly and then I, it's, it's, uh, uh, I'm watching it and then you, you reveal that it's Jim Belushi inside a, <laughs> inside a chimpanzee costume. <laughs> what? He's singing Wooly Bully. I'm watching this thing. I've watched a little bit of it and it's like they have, um, and they, they clearly, this is, it's some kind of like audience trolling. It must be right when they're just like, I'm going to guess that that's Rihanna inside the costume. Right. Yeah. There's no way. And then, and then suddenly they reveal it's my pillow guy. <laughs> like, but they're always just like, they, oh. they swing, they swing for the fences on, on who's inside the thing. I think it might be Kanye West. Mariah Carey? I, yeah, I think it might be Mariah Carey. And then they real, reveal that it's Paul McCartney's grandfather from A Hard Day's Night. <laughs> Which would be great. The 138 years yeah, old. Long dead. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Gutfeld. This guy, this, this guy is the one that all the people, the people on, uh, the work for, uh, Nuff Said Records have to pretend that he's cool because he might plug the music that came out. And we're getting word from, uh, our, our art, art correspondent in New York City, Nicholas Gazin, the very talented artist who, uh, does so many exciting things, including the Run the Jewels logo and his 45 RPM uh, picture, uh, paper sleeve artwork. Those are, those are great. He's saying that SNL parodied The Masked Singer when Eddie Murphy hosted. Uh, yeah, I remember that now. He came out as buckwheat. Yep. Yeah. Well, hopefully someday. Look, fingers crossed, Gutfeld runs for just as long as SNL. And he's got just this storied tradition of characters and they do that for all the skits and they, that they get to the point where they can do like a mass singer parody on that. That'd be fun. They're still looking for freelance writers. I'll put a packet together. Yeah. It's a, uh, I'll, I'll send you the media bistro link. Do some, Here, help me write my packet now for it. Um, I want to do uh Joe Biden slipping on the stairs and I put I've fallen and I can't get up. We'll just do that like a medic alert thing for with Joe Biden. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can can we tweet at him and just say like will you buy this skit from us? Okay, so what do you want the tweet to say? Dear Mr. Mr. Gutfeld would you consider buying a skit in which footage of Joe Biden falling uh, is in, is worked into a medic alert? I've fallen and I can't get up. Commercial. I know I'm gonna get I'm gonna get so much grief 
from some people in my life for my my hot take on the Melvins. But this is what I say to that. I saw them on the Ozma tour. They were amazing. And they have never been as good as that by a mile ever since. I've tried. I've listened to the records. I logged my time. There ain't a whole lot of there there. It's kind of like if Black Sabbath didn't have songs. Thank you. I see this tweet. Thank you. I mean, that's at least $75. I bet you we can get him to buy this skit from us. Uh, I've fallen and I can't get up. Like, Joe Biden, Biden alert, right? Medic alert, the Joe Biden. Whatever, I don't know. While Joe is on the ground, does Major swoop in and bite him? Well, that is right there. That is that is called punching up. Is that is that the blackout line? <laughs> no, Major. All right. We should do one also, maybe a skit where Major is uh, secretly like a Republican <laughs> and he's just biting all these people from the Biden administration. Or maybe he, maybe his thing is like he's biting, right? Like Joe Biden, Major Biden. And he says, I thought you said biting. <laughs> do we want to tweet that one as well? Yeah, can we can we do that too, please? Yeah. Say so like, what about a Joe Biden slash Major Biden sketch in which Major is revealed to be a Republican chomping Democrats? Got to work uh, Hunter in there too. Some uh, Parmesan cheese jokes. I mean, that seems to be. I, I think they they leaned on that pretty hard. But that can, what, that can go on. What, what do you mean Parmesan cheese jokes? You didn't see the Hunter Biden interview where he, he talked about how crazed he would get when he was doing meth, that he would snort or smoke, smoke uh, Parmesan cheese. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see that. All right. It's out there. And that's because he couldn't get his hands on drugs? He would smoke Either he Just, couldn't get his hand on drugs or he mistook it for drugs. He he didn't elaborate okay. with the interviewer. Parmesan I mean, that was, that, that was probably the, the most interesting part of the interview, but it's uh, like, it's blown up a little bit. No, I'll get into that. I'll check that out. <laughs> yeah, well, let's see if we can find a hook on that. Think of a hook for that, Mike, and then we can pitch that. Okay. We'll see if Mr. Gutfeld will buy what if it, what our... If, uh, what if it's a Parmesan cheese commercial? Where it's just like so good, you want to smoke it. Well, let's see. yeah, that that uh, we're close. We're circling. <laughs> uh, in a writer's room, <laughs> if I was running a writer's room, what I would say to that one would be maybe. Yeah, and then we go to lunch. <laughs> maybe. Hey, where's those menus? <laughs> no, no, no. Good one, Jason. Jason, what are, you, no, are we a, getting Greek today? Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Where should we eat today? And then I just look across the room at Mike, like I was just going on what you were saying. We were riffing, and then I trying to build a thing. I'm losing this job. Yeah, and then you're 
when you're walking to lunch and the writers are talking under the breath, yeah, he's really not, he's not listening to my stuff today. I don't know. I feel like I'm just invisible in there. I feel like I'm just getting tuned out. I mean, did I do something? Why is he tuning me out like that? There's a little bit of writer's room humor. So, yeah, this Gutfeld, I gotta start, I gotta start checking this out. Um, gut, it's, it, maybe there should be some sort of thing about the, like, like, your, it's gonna make your gut hurt, right? Your gut f- has never felt so sore because you laugh so much watching it. Well, you could put that on the sign at the beginning where you, you saw that vitamin C joke, right? I saw the, I literally saw the skit where a guy was eating sugar. And then some stills that people were, some screenshots people were putting up today. I did not do due diligence on this one. Yeah, I was so caught up in this QAnon thing wondering how I was on earth I was going to grow a mustache like that, like old Papa on that show. Well, these are related though. Gutfeld and QAnon are hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's funny. It's called QAnon. And then meanwhile, Greg Gutfeld audience is nobody can find them either. Right? <laughs> like that's as much of a riddle. Well, that was a little clunky for me to say it like that. Um, but you get what I'm saying. No, I get it. You don't his think audience, Ty- Tyrese is bringing people into that show with his, no, his hand signal. Come on. Who? <laughs> the lovable Tyrese. Yeah, he's a one-name guy. Tyrus. His sidekick. His sidekick. I, I still have. I watched the one skit, Mike. Oh, okay. I got to get on board the the gut train. Okay. Yeah, he Tyrus appeared later on in the hour, I believe, Mike. I, I didn't see any clips. Hour? Oh, he's, How he's, long is this show? It's a weekly hour-long show. No, sorry, it's a nightly weeknight hour-long show. Yeah, it's, it's it's torture. Yeah, it's torture. But Eleven to he's twelve. He's got a sidekick. He's got a few sidekicks. Tyrus and Cat Timth. Okay. He's kind of. Sure, you're not watching Game of Thrones? <laughs> I'm done with it. Tyrus and Cat Timth? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They got interesting names, right? That sounds like, that sounds like two, two of the kingdoms in Game of Thrones. Um, what about this? If it was like Gutfeld, like you do, like it's Seinfeld, like he's on stage, right? Like, bomb, except it's like bomb, 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 bomb. Because the show's bombing, right? <laughs> and you just do him just like, like if it's Gutfeld, he's doing it. He plays Jerry, but then you've got like Joe, you got like uh, AOC would be Elaine, right? Right? Yeah. AOC Bennis. Who would and be- then it's like, and he's stuck with like these three lefties, right? AOC Bennis and um, Joe Biden would be like the Kramer of it, like Biden, right? It's like he slides in, hey there, Jerry, I just want to say, uh, hey there, Greg, I just want to see what, if you got any, uh, you got a meat slicer over there I could borrow. But then who would be George? Chuck Schumer? 
Yeah, I think it'd be Schumer. I'm trying to think because we wanted to keep it on the left, right? He's surrounded by left guys. Yeah, exactly. Left yeah, yeah, yeah. Gutfeld. Boom, 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 boom. Who's Newman? Well, Newman. Maybe Newman should be. Uh, Hello, Schumer. Right? Yeah, maybe that works. Chuck Schumer should be Newman on the show. But then, who would that make? Um, who should be the George then? Who's a good, who's a, like a good figure, like Bernie. Maybe Bernie should yeah. be the George, where he'll just be like, Serenity now. So, right, he'll just be doing his, all his thing, like, worlds are colliding, Greg. That's the cast right there. Hello, Schumer. Should we tweet it? Yeah, yeah, okay. if we could tweet that too. We might sell three things tonight. That's And uh, if we sell three of these, then we split the money. Um, three ways. Yeah, please tweet the uh, thing about Gutfeld, Seinfeld. I think we're going to sell at least one of them. So everybody, best show tonight. We got a fun, uh, fun, fun uh, topic. The 50 greatest mascots of all time. And I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of chit chat. This little topic has people talking as Rocky Balboa, uh, to paraphrase the movie Rocky Balboa. Right off the bat, Rich S tweeting out Jennifer Lawrence as a cougar mascot on the television show Monk. Yeah. On the show Monk, which I wrote on for eight years, eight of its six seasons. No, it was eight seasons. Um, <clears throat> there was an episode that had a uh, basketball game, a uh, uh, high school basketball game, and Monk's assistant, uh, Natalie, his her daughter was in the in the game. Now this is a. Uh, This is a, a basketball game, girls' basketball game. You got the casting. They needed as many young women to play in this game as possible. They needed five to be on the thing, kids on the bench, in the stands, everywhere. So they cast, no joke, Jennifer Lawrence. The Jennifer Lawrence, Academy Award winner Jennifer Lawrence, Hollywood superstar Jennifer Lawrence is in the episode. And who's she playing? Oh, so she's in a mascot outfit for the entire episode, except for one scene where she takes the head off to say it's halftime or to say the score of the game or something. Um, the rest of it is her. Sweating it up in a mascot outfit. Maybe not the greatest moment of casting on the, the show's history. Let's take this future Oscar winner, just drop her in a mascot costume. That cougar. 44. Put her at 44. 
Jennifer Lawrence Cougar mascot. You don't need to say mascot. That's redundant since it's a mascot list. Everyone's a mascot on the list. You got any good calls? Full phones. All Full four phones. of them. Try, throw somebody my way, please. Let's do it. Line one, you're on. Hi. Hello, best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. This is Gabe from York, PA. Gabe? Yes. Hi, Gabe. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. What's going on in York tonight? <sighs> Not a whole well, lot. Home of? You can say it. Home of? Um, me. <laughs> I don't well, know. No, of course. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Gabe. Uh, oh, geez. I don't know what's in York. To the Gorch honest. is from York? The Gorch. The Gorch is from York. The Peppermint Patties are from York. That's right. right. <laughs> does that, now does the, does the town of York just stink like Peppermint Patties? Because the factory's pumping them out all day? No. That'd be nice. And are, is it the kind of thing where it would like, it would smell great if you were coming through for a little bit and then people are like, I'm telling you, you're going to want to throw up if you hang out in this city too long. That peppermint patty, that sickly sweet smell makes you want to barf. Yeah. No? <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can see that. What do you got for me, Gabe? You seem you seem like you're uh again a whole lot of patience for my uh silliness. No, I'm I'm sorry. I'm, you don't. I'm well, that's fine. No, that's fine. At least you're honest. You you said no, I don't. I appreciate the I appreciate the bluntness. It stings a little bit, yes, that you just actively don't want me to do my my gooferies. You're you're saying you're saying no ifs ands or buts about it. No. But that's fine. You're 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 all business. I'm sorry, Tom. Don't apologize. I appreciate the forthrightness. So, to what 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 can I do for you tonight, Gabe? Um, I had something for the topic tonight. What do you got? Um, I this might be a controversial one, but the uh, the Colonel from KFC is a good mascot, I think. Now, which colonel? Are you saying just the uh, con- the idea of the colonel? Because they've had multiple actors and actresses and uh, just actors of, of um, playing the colonel. My my favorite is the uh, chicken and the lemonade one. I don't know if you remember that one. I don't. There was. Um, a couple of years ago, there was one where he would sing a song about, like, chicken in the bucket, chicken in the beans. And then at the end, he said, if I could, I'd put chicken in the lemonade. And then he does, like, an old man laugh. Now, was that portrayed by a famous uh, personality? Um, probably. No one that I know of, though. But no one that you knew, because there was that point where... They they did these these uh, KFC spots where they decided we're going to bring back the Colonel, right? Finally, that beloved figure who doesn't love 
whose heart just doesn't warm whenever they see someone dressed in an old Southern outfit? Uh, who doesn't? Ha, what a not fun image that is. Yikes. But anyway, they decided to bring the, the, the colonel back because it was an actual guy, Colonel Sanders. And I don't know what he was a colonel of because it was just, is he just those Kentucky colonels that that's kind of like calling yourself like a, the moose lodge or whatever that is? Is that's like, that's like saying you're an honorary moose at the moose lodge or a Knights of Columbus being a Kentucky colonel. I don't believe there's a whole lot of, uh, it's not an actual ranking. Maybe it gets you a free side of coleslaw or something, but not much beyond that. So they're like, we're bringing back the colonel. And then they go and they get Daryl Hammond to portray the colonel. And he goes and he solemnly asks uh, the family of, of Colonel Sanders for their blessing. And they grant it. And then he like researches Colonel Sanders and does all this legwork to make sure he gets it right. Cause he is really dedicated to bringing Colonel Sanders back to life when he portrays him and he makes it completely authentic. And he does that for a few commercials. And then he finds out that they've decided to just rotate colonels all the time and they go get one of the legendary all-time legendary non-actors in the history of show business, Norm MacDonald, is playing the colonel, and he probably thought about what he was going to do as the colonel on the car ride over. He real he probably figured the voice out for the colonel, which was, coincidentally was the voice of Norm MacDonald was the voice of the colonel. How's that for a coincidence? <laughs> but I, I love that that Daryl Hammond put all this work into the, this character work into it, trying to just capture the spirit of this, of the actual Colonel. And then they're just like, yeah, we're just going to plug every comedian into this thing. Don't take it seriously. Yeah. We probably should have told you that in advance that a, you're not going to be the Colonel for, for any extended run. And B we're just plugging anyone into that chair. You know who would have made a great colonel? AP Mike. <laughs> hey, everybody. I want to tell you all about chicken. I First got of all, chicken. I would say y'all. Hey, y'all. I got a chicken <laughs> connect. I know y'all want... Hey, y'all. I got a chicken connect, and it's KFC. Come on down and get a bucket of this garbage. <laughs> Free grease. And it's, come down and get a bucket of this greasy garbage. <laughs> and then they're like, how'd you like that one? Well, got a couple notes. Um, any chance you could maybe not refer to our product as greasy garbage? <laughs> uh, you know who would be another great colonel would have been, um, well, I, I feel like, uh, of course, not that I'm trying to keep it too specific to the best show, but uh, Wally Wacky Man could have been a good colonel. Hey, it's me. I'm the colonel. I'm Kentucky Fried Chicken. I want to tell you all about Kentucky Fried Chicken. 
he would have been a good one. And, and yeah, of course, and of course, I'm not trying to run it into the ground, but the, the, either of the, uh, family members that created QAnon would have been a pretty. So am I the colonel now? Am I on your list of future colonels? That kid. I would have be like that kid. Maybe we go to Soap World. You check it out online and see if that's something that might be interesting to you. We got a special where one goes, all goes, uh, bucket, so goes all, bucket of chicken. It's a special, special family meal deal. We got, we got a, uh, we got a chicken before the storm, uh, special. So what do you got? Who do you got for this topic, my friend? You said the colonel. Yeah. I'm, uh, I don't know. Colonel Sanders don't do it for me. <laughs> Fair enough. You got anybody else? Um, what about <laughs> the Charmin Bears? The Charmin Bears? No, absolutely not. They, they make me want to <laughs> throw up. I, I truly want, I, I want to vomit whenever I see these. Toilet paper loving bears. It's, it's, it's sickening. Sorry. That, that's a, that's, that goes on the worst mascots list. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else? No, that's, that's everyone that I have. All right. Well, Gabe. You gave your best, but I guess your best wasn't good enough. None of your choices made the mascot <laughs> list. How it goes sometimes. You'll get it. You'll get him next time. Hang in there, Gabe. I will. You keep punching, Joe. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thank you. All right. Who else we got? Best show, hi. Hey, Tom, this is Kyle from Portland, Oregon. Kyle from Portland, Oregon, home of? Uh, home of the Decemberists. The Decemberists, yes. They are from Portland. You ever see them walking around town? I don't, I don't. I've seen a lot of other bands walking around town, but not them. Who's the most famous person you've seen walking around the streets of Portland? Uh, most famous person, uh, I sat next to the singer of, uh, Slater Kinney at a, uh, at a Mexican restaurant once. Who? Carrie Brownstein? Uh, no, 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 no. What's, uh, um, whatever her name is, is totally, uh, slipping my mind. Well, that's interesting. Corn Tucker. Corn Tucker. Corn Tucker yeah. and her husband. Yes. Well, that's a, that's a cool celebrity sighting. Very cool. Very Anybody cool. Anybody else? I didn't know who, who they were, so I had to explain it to her, but I was pretty psyched. You ever see anybody else? You see any, uh, any members of the, of the Portland Trailblazers walking around town? <laughs> Haven't seen any of them. Nope. Joe Prisbella, you never saw him? <laughs> never saw him. Okay. 
All right. What do you got for me, my friend? I got, uh, and what, and what comic book do you do, by the way? If you're in Portland, you clearly <laughs> write for a comic book of some sort. Which one do you write or draw? <laughs> I do not write or draw comic books. Well, you know people who do, right? Uh, I saw you interview Matt Fraction at the Doug Fur that one night. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was a good show. That was, that was a fun show. night. Matt Fraction and, and, uh, Steve Malcolmus were a part of the, live Sharpling and Worcester program that night that we did at the Doug Fur, one of the great venues. Absolutely. Absolutely. About five years ago. Great night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Tom, I got a mascot for you. Who do you got? Kool-Aid Man. Kool-Aid Man is classic. Kool-Aid Man's got to make the list. Please put Kool-Aid Man at 19. Nice. Now, when you were a kid, did you used to wish you were Kool-Aid Man? You smashed through a wall? Let everybody know you're not just a dumb little kid? You got power? You'll smash a wall if you don't get what you want? I think I was actually more scared of Kool-Aid Man than wanting to be Kool-Aid Man. Sure. That makes sense. So you identified more with the wall than with Kool-Aid Man. <laughs> I did. You were just like, boy, I wouldn't want to be that wall. <laughs> Absolutely. No, Kool-Aid Man was scary, but I think I've grown to respect him as I've gotten older. Yeah, that's one of the things with Kool-Aid Man. <laughs> he would always say, he would always say, I don't care if you like me, but you're <laughs> going to respect wants. me. And I just said, yeah, Kool-Aid Man, I can't stand you. But damn it if I don't, I don't like you, but damn it if I don't respect you, Kool-Aid man. <laughs> so Tom, I wanted to take a, a second here and tell you about my pandemic hobby. If you have, have a second. Of course I do. For a pandemic hobby. Yeah. What do you got? So my pandemic hobby has been going on talk shows as a virtual audience member. Hold on a second. What shows have you been on? Well, I've done pretty much all of them at this point. Uh, Kelly Clarkson, Dr. Phil, Tamron Hall. I did the voice in the UK. You were on the, you were, and you're just what on a, you're just on your computer. (laughs) Yes. And you hoot and holler. So the last thing you you cut out there for a second. Yes. I'm just sitting in my living room. The top half, I'm dressed in a nice uh, sweater, and uh, the bottom half, I'm in my pajamas. Okay. And I'm participating in the show. And what 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 led to this? Well, what what was, what, what was the day, first uh, one you went on? First one I went on was Kelly Clarkson. Okay. And where yeah, did I they where did the idea that. come from to do this? I was sitting at home one day watching TV with my wife. And we were watching a Dr. Phil, and it was the one about where some uh, woman said that she was going to get married to Brett Michaels and to Nikki Six, And uh, it was a pretty funny show. And they said, if you want to be a virtual audience member, just write us. And so I said, gee, that would be pretty funny. And then I thought about it, and I thought, gee, that, that would kind of be funny. So that got the ball rolling. So then you, you wrote to be on Dr. Phil. 
or you did not. You, did. That just inspired you to want to be on any show. Exactly. But so you contacted Kelly Clarkson first. I contacted Dr. Phil. I didn't hear from him, but I was I was pretty focused at that point. So I then okay. contacted Kelly Clarkson, got on the show, sat there. For 12 minutes while Kevin James was right next to me, my head was almost as big as his was on the screen for 12 minutes. Okay. And then they put it onto YouTube. So that was the first one. And are you, were you, were you, were you being enthusiastic and, and, and just, and, and full of vim and vigor? They, they pretty much tell you to be incredibly enthusiastic. There's the whole okay. warm-up routine beforehand where they say, if you're going to laugh, you need to laugh big. If you're going to mm-hmm. clap, you need to clap with your hands in front of your face because nobody can see it otherwise. Okay. Now, what is the most – this is very interesting. And what, what is the – what is the um... – what is the most memorable one you had been an, a virtual audience member for? So the most memorable one was Wendy Williams. And I'll tell you, so I went on Wendy Williams as a regular audience member. Mm-hmm. And after the show, they wrote to me and said, we're looking for people to come on for the Ask Wendy segment where Wendy helps you out with a problem. Okay. So they said, send us your questions. I sent them three questions. My life is pretty boring, but they were asking for juicy questions. So I came up with three. And how, on a scale of one to 10, how truthful were these questions? Well, I signed something saying that they were truthful. So I'm going to go with that. I didn't ask if you, what, were you going to be in court against Wendy Williams? (laughs) The show aired already. They don't care that you were on it. That it means literally nothing to them. They may, they only cared about getting to the finish line of that one episode. They're not going to be like, hold on a second. We just got a report. One of our Ask Wendy people was on a radio show. Well, not a radio show, radio show, but like an online radio show that's a podcast the next day. Uh, was on and he was saying that his question was not entirely truthful. Well, we're going to throw the book at this guy. They don't care. <laughs> What what was yeah. your question and how inaccurate was it to your actual life? They were completely fake. Of course All of them, which they I were. Them. You wanted to get on television. <laughs> of course. Because you got the bug now. I so what bug. did you yeah. say? So the first one was uh, my girlfriend likes to be in the bedroom with the lights off and I like the lights on. You mean when it's smooching time? Correct. Okay. Uh, the second one was my girlfriend steals my credit card and charges money to it. So that is, and, and so if we're talking on a scale of one to ten for for lack of truthfulness, the stealing credit card one is that a ten? It is a complete lack of truthfulness. <laughs> that is, it is that's completely fake. Okay. So then, then mm-hmm. what what were the other, what was the third one you suggested? Uh, the third one was, my coworker tells me how much they make, and it's a lot more than I make, and I can't work with them anymore. 
Well, you, I have to say, you are kind of an evil genius. <laughs> you are a little scary with how perfect these questions are in terms of being believably, like, realistically exciting. That's That was the goal. You got to give them what they want. You're not doing this to me. You're not doing it to me right now, are you? <laughs> this better not be a fake, to too. <laughs> no. You're not going to be on another show going like, yeah, I gave, I did it to the best show too. I just started making stuff up. I told them these things. I would, I would actually admire it if you did that. I would tip my hat to you and say like, not at all. you're next level, my friend, but this <laughs> is truthful. You're being truthful now. I, I am being truthful to you, Tom. I wouldn't lie to you. I would to Wendy, oh, of course, Williams, but not to you. And I'm sure you said that to the, to the, uh, Wendy Williams produced it too. I'd never lie to you. <laughs> so what ha so so you did that and which one did they pick? Well they called me back like immediately the next morning mm -hmm. and they said that they loved the sex one and they wanted me to come on Wendy Williams and talk to her about the lights off, lights on issue. Mm -hmm. That when when it's smooching time that you like to have the lights on and your your uh, partner likes to have the lights off. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right. So then what happened? You you went on. I did. I went on. Um, before I uh, went on, they did suggest. They said they they had asked. They said, uh, "Does your does your girlfriend um, does he like the lights off because she has gained weight?" And so I was like, "Wow, these guys are really professional." So I said, "Yeah, yeah, she has." So they said. You know, talk about that. Talk about how you still love her, but that she's gained weight. So I said, okay. So I went on, okay. and uh, I did my thing with Wendy Williams. It was like 6, six, six o'clock in the morning here. I went out on live television. Uh, and then later in the day, they put it onto uh, YouTube and onto the Wendy Williams website as a, as a featured clip. Uh, they put the worst picture of me possible as a still mm -hmm. for it. Uh, and, uh, basically the caption was, my girl likes the room dark with an exclamation point and a really goofy still of me. Um, I log on, there's like immediately like 16,000 views and like 300 comments of people trashing every single thing about me in the comment section. Of course. What's the worst thing anyone said? Um, no, they called me ugly. That was a bad one. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. It's just the horror of online thing where somebody would just say like, he's ugly. <laughs> yep. Yep. But uh, luckily I don't, you know, oh, don't you better not be E-Sig. You better not be E-Sig's guy. Uh, no, no, it's not me. Nope. I am not. Okay, you can go okay. on to YouTube. You can look up Wendy Williams. You'll see. You'll see it. That's me. So, so I did it. Wendy loved it. Afterwards, the uh, producer got on to the phone. He said that was great television. Everybody loved it. And I just kind of chuckled and that was it. Well, there you are. I'm looking at a picture of you right now. You are not a, you're very, uh, look, your looks are beside the point. You look how you look, but you look like a very 
handsome young man. Uh, thank you, Tom. Do you always wear your collar popped out like that? Uh, only when I go on TV shows. Sure. I was going to say either, either you wear your collar like that when you go on Wendy Williams or when you're acting in uh, Teen Wolf. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, seems like you're auditioning to be Teen Wolf's friend. <laughs> so. Absolutely. And what, are, are you done? Is this, is this, is this compulsion of yours winding down? You know, it's not winding down. I've got the bug. The only thing is that now, like, audiences are starting to go back. So, not really yeah. sure what the next act is here. Now that I got that Hollywood bug in me. You're going to have to, you're going to have to, uh, you're, this is, this is the kind of thing, and please don't let this be true. Please don't be somebody who, who, um, somehow extends this uh pandemic just so you can keep going on these shows. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, somebody hijacked the the tractor trailer full of vaccines. <laughs> oh, we yeah. figured out who it was. It, it, funny story. We caught we we caught the person who stole the truck full of vaccines. He did it because he was hooked on being on virtual talk shows. He was hooked on being a virtual talk show audience, a talk show virtual audience member. And with the pandemic, uh, turning the corner, he couldn't go back to reality and have to do it live. <laughs> well, yep. this is fantastic. Awesome. Well, Tom, I'm glad you liked it. I thought you'd, you'd find it funny. And, uh, I, I usually don't give out grades to the, uh, callers. On a scale of one to ten, nine point four. Oh, nice, nice. Thank you, Tom, and thank you for the sticker too. I got it. I uh, appreciate it. No, you're sweet. I appreciate you supporting the show. And right, for when when you say sticker, you go to uh, go to Patreon.com/slash/TheBestShow and you support the show over there, and then we send you a sticker. You got it. You got it. Thank, thank you so much, Tom. Of course. You have a grand evening. You do. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Right, bye. And Tom, uh, Thursday is the final episode of Meet My Friends Season 4 on the Patreon. Wow. That's quite a run. Yeah. Quite a run. Season 5, uh, around the corner. We're going to keep the momentum going, get Season 5 rolling. But that is uh, a fun run. And I tell people, Meet My Friends, the Friends the Friends Recap Podcast, and also, it's not really a Friends Recap Podcast. It's a comedy show, posing as a recap show. So if you're just like, I hate Friends. I'm not listening to that. I hate Friends. I think I think that show sucks. It's like, okay, well, that's not what it's about, you dunce. And look, I'm going to try not to talk about, I have a book coming out in July and I know we hyped it last week and we had the pre-orders are live over at TomWroteABook.com for It Never Ends, a book I wrote, uh, that I'm very proud of. The, uh, the endorsements from within the best show, uh, staff are just truly humbling, uh, Responses running the gamut from, can you put my name in the book more to, I found a typo. 
Somebody's <laughs> got to point these things out. Those glowing, those glowing. Boy, that was that was a real just boost of confidence. I write a book, <laughs> first thing, bear my soul in it. I get I get praise, just raves covering this gamut from any chance you get my name in it a few more times to on page one thirty eight. Page one thirty. Page one thirty. Oh, now you just showed who said yeah, it. That, well, we all clearly knew it was Mike. <laughs> page one thirty. Second paragraph. And instead of uh. Last line. Yeah. There we oh, go. Leave it well, in there. Now, now right. it'll be like oh, a little, a little oh, personal right. gag when people right. get to it. Oh, that's the that's the typo Mike there pointed out. The typo. Ay ay ay. I'm even thinking maybe I'll buy some copies of the book. Yeah. Oh no. And I can circle the typo. And I'll put mm-hmm. like a little s- signature next to it. Sure. And well, put it up on apmike.com. Hey, I'll say this. Go for it. Buy a hundred copies. Buy as many as you. If you want to start buying copies, if you want to start doing that, I couldn't, I will not support that more enthusiastically because you're buying a book. I don't care. This is the other thing. I worked so hard on this book and, but the truth be told, if people buy this thing and then throw it down a sewer, go, go for it. That's great. I don't care. So a chud gets to read it. Whoop de doo. So it's down in the sewer for a chud to check out. It, maybe a chud can get a few laughs. But yes, so. People can check the book out over at TomWroteABook.com. It has all the links to all wherever you can pre-order it. And uh, you can go to those places and get it. And soon there will be an announcement of something special just for the people that pre-order it. And it doesn't matter where you pre-order it from. What matters is that you pre-order it, and then you will qualify for a special something exclusively for the people who pre-order the book. So get on it. TomWroteABook.com. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it's been a heartening experience. Just like, yeah, the best show, the best show, uh, team, they really got my back on this one. Hey, you missed a word. Who's finished it though? Who's finished it? Jason finished it. I read it I in 24, it. 24 hours, Mike. 24 hours? Yep. 24 hours. I read it in probably about eight. Eight did hours. I not read it in eight. When I texted you guys on Friday after I was done, you're like halfway through. I had about a, a, a uh, one chapter left. Let's also, I was let's already done. Seem, let's, I was already hey, let's, done. Let's also make it not seem like it's that fast to read. <laughs> I blew through it. But it just sounds like it's bad value then. <laughs> no. This it, is not some, this is not some Dennis Leary book of tweets <laughs> that you, you can read in the, uh, in the bookstore. It's an actual book. It was riveting. It held me. Plus we know you. Right. Yeah. We know you. <laughs> but then the, the but, uh, I, I I, I really just don't know how you got past the typo on page 138. How that, uh, 
I was going to call just, you, but I, it was like 4 a.m. over here. And, yeah. <laughs> Profile, profiles encourage you. You saw the typo and you powered through to keep. No, it's, it's, uh, it's been very heartening to see people in my life check it out early and everybody will get a chance to check it out. And I think you'll all, did you, did you laugh when you read it, Mike? Yeah, without mentioning. They're, oh, they're, no. You hear that pause There was on a that? pause. <laughs> he actually had to think about whether yeah. he laughed or not. Now, let, let me say this. I'll just say this. I mean, all right, all right. I was familiar with some of the stuff, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but there was, I would say, more that I was unfamiliar with. Yeah, well, thank you. Which, That's, that, was the, that was the goal. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, so you were it, taking there was, it. In. There was a particular story. I won't. I won't get into it. But okay. well, when the show comes out, it was like I'd yeah. never heard it, and I, I thought it was pretty, pretty funny. Okay. Very. Yeah. Funny, that, well, that's a bad one. Hi, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one. <laughs> I know which one you're talking about? Yikes! It occurs early in the in the book. Yeah, that's bad that's news. Hint. That's a hint. Yeah, trust me. I didn't want to put that one in. <laughs> so anyway, not going to make the show. It's not a promotional thing. For the thing, but I just like I got to mention it in the show. And now let's get back to the phones, hot phones. Everybody wants to talk about the mascots, the fifty best mascots. And the number is two hundred one. Go ahead. Hello, best show. Hey Tom, this is Nick in Austin. Nick in Austin, what's going on tonight, Nick? Not much, not much. Uh, got my second COVID shot today. Doing good. Feeling really happy about that and got really excited by the topic tonight. You got your second COVID check. So where, where, where are you, what are you going to do with that? Uh, well, you I'm going not, to Waterloo. Like, you going to Waterloo Records? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if they're open in store. Um, honestly, I've been kind of a hermit with everything going on. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking I'm still going to play it kind of safe. Um, I definitely want to go to, and I know Pat is not a big fan of this, but the draft house, I want to go back there. And I know he's not there tonight to argue about that. Cause I kind of t- took a little umbrage with that. Just Pat got there late. Pat went to go see a movie and it got there late and they wouldn't let him in. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I get the frustration he got through, but I mean, part of the, I mean, the Alamo started here in Austin, and so I've been going to it, you know, for a long, long time. And one of the things I've always loved, and it might seem a little snooty, is the whole thing about not, you know, letting people in late and also kicking people out when they talk. But um, that's besides the point. I don't want to get into that, especially. No, no, look, I'm all for, I'm all for giving people the boot if they talk. I love that part of uh, the, uh, like a theater that's maintained and policed. Yes. I, I do like that part of it. I do we can all we can all handle added. we can all handle somebody sitting down. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's one of the more things that they don't need to police as much. But I just didn't. I felt like he just meant that, like totally disregarded the Alamo, which I'm a huge Alamo fanboy, so I, I don't want to get into that. No, no, that's fine. Look, you like it. You you're down there in Austin, and you you got your. Uh, all, 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 you got your whole scene down there and it's a big part of the, the, the culture of Austin, whether it be a, uh, the, the fun, the fun and, and colorful local characters from a, from an Alex Jones to a, 
Coop. Coop has nothing to do with Alex Jones. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we have no, a new I local character Coop. now. I don't know if you're that's, aware. I can say this. That's where you take your, that's where you take your COVID check. You go over to Coop's website and buy <laughs> some art. What do you think about that? That's what I say. I still have my Coop shirt from the best show, uh, WFMU release. Well, good. That's a cool shirt. And Coop did that gratis because he believes in the good stuff. As he should. I guess I got to give him a, do I have to give him a free book? What do you think? Should I give him a, I'll give him, I'll send him like a discount card. Right? This card entitles you to a dollar off and I just hope he loses it. So what do you got for the topic, my friend? Um, well, I had a few, um, if it's okay, if I can just run through a couple of them. Yeah, let's hear um, it. So I was going to say Spud McKenzie, but then if I was going to go with Budweiser, Bud Light mascots, I'd be remiss if I didn't do the Bud Light can that gave Ice Cube so much trouble. That's a great one. You just, cause look, Spuds McKenzie sucks. Um, yeah, I think it's weird in retrospect. It's always weird when these mascots have a thing where like women are fawning over non-human. Yeah. Non-humans. It's always been gross. But that can from those Coors Light commercials, that can drove Ice Cube up the bleeping wall <laughs> when, uh, because he was always saying, you think you're colder than me? And then that can would blow into the studio or wherever they were and would just freeze everything. And there were ones where Ice Cube got, uh, Ice Cube got froze and looked just like Jack Frost. So yes, Coors Light can, especially with the significance of, uh, Mike and his love of Coors Light, the proofreader over there. Uh, 11. Number 11. Put it at 11, please. Awesome. Coors Light. Um, no, put it at 130 one. because that's the page that Mike found the typo on. <laughs> no. 13 in honor of page 130 where the typo was. Okay. Awesome. Um, can I give you another one? Yes, please. Uh, Alfred E. Newman for Mad Magazine. Yeah, Alfred E. Newman's pretty, pretty, uh, but then you think about it though, it's just like, was Alfred E. Newman ever any good? Yeah, I think it's more of like the idea of what he represents because I, I think the comics and like the characters within those were probably better and offered more than him, but it's just like the spirit of like the satire of Mad Magazine, I think, is with that face. But yeah, him himself, I don't think has had much to offer. Yeah, I'm going to say Alfred E. Newman don't make the cut because it's like Mad Magazine was funny for so many different things. Not Alfred E. Newman, though. He's just the face of the place. For sure. And it's like, I really need to see an ER parody, like E yuck. And then it's Alfred E. Newman as George Clooney on the cover. Nah. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. 
you talked me out of it. Uh, what about Anybody Mario else? for Nintendo? Who's that? Mario for Nintendo? Yeah, I don't like Mario. I like the uh, Gorilla. DK, I feel you. But he's not the mascot, though. He's just a, a video game character. Yeah, no. I wanted to stay strict to the rules. Well, then yeah, my last no, one, I I'll you. give you... Um, I figured Geico had to have some type of representation on this, and they have so many, but out of them, I think it would have to be cash, the cash with eyes on it. The cash with the googly eyes. You like that for the Geico commercials? Yeah, because yeah, I think the gecko is a little too snooty. Um... The Rod Sterling guy, I mean, I don't really know. He's more of like a setup to the commercials. I don't see him as a mascot. No. Um, Cavemen ran their course. Yeah, I don't, I didn't even want to mention him. <laughs> yeah, we're done with that. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let me think about the Geico, the world of Geico. Cause I know what I'm going to get now. You mentioned insurance mascots. No, here comes Jason. Here comes Jason. Jason's going to shove the general in our face right, right he's now. Turning the mic oh. on for it. God. He's turning his mic on to the general. General at, at 40, 41. 41? 41. So you got the assist on that one. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. All right. Anything else, my friend? Um. Okay. Well, this last one is a fictional mascot, and I don't know. Recent events might dictate, make them off the list, but Pit Pat from Mr. Show. Well, look, recent events. Why? Because the, be the ninth, the <laughs> actor number nine on the call sheet tried to take over America. No, I agree. No, it shouldn't, he it shouldn't he don't he don't the taint, the taint the legacy of that place. He don't taint the legacy. I agree. But I'm not putting Pit Pat on the list. Fair enough. Well, because that's a referential. That's a referential one. We should put Pop and Fresh on it right now. Pop and Fresh yeah, six. That's true. Pop and Fresh is like six. That's like a solid mascot. And I saw people saying like Philly Fanatics number one. No ifs, ands, or buts about. It. Well, here are some ifs, ands, and some buts. He ain't number one Philly fanatic. He'll make it. He's very influential. But you also can't overlook uh the mascot, the uh the Phoenix Suns gorilla is fun. He's fun, Benny the Bull is fun. Yeah. What was also the name of the uh the New Jersey Nets had a couple cool mascots. They had uh uh a wolf at one point, I think, right? What was the wolf's name? That's the Timberland, uh, has the wolf, right? No, but they had a, they had like a wolf type character was their mascot. We'll get into that later. Can I make a but, case? I, I have a thing against no. human body mascots. Uh-huh. Big head, big head, big head only. That's, that's where I see the, the Philly fanatic is not. A human body with a big head. So you hate, for example, Mr. Met is what you're saying. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Met. No, yeah, I I wouldn't put him on the list. But you, uh, that you Bulls guy are a huge, is like a you're huge a huge body. 
You're a huge Mets fan, and you would not yeah. put Mr. Matt on the list. I, I, my my first choice was Philly Fanatic because he he's he he broke the ground. He he really took it to the next level first. Yeah, let's and put it, Philly Philly Fanatic. Let's put him at three with the potential to move up or down. Got an ATV. He does. He rides around on that ATV and yeah. harasses people and uh, <laughs> action pack. Yeah. What did you put him at? Three? Three. Yeah, that's a good one. Because then you look, it's like, look, Ronald McDonald, do we want him anywhere near this list? No. I thought about that. I no. didn't even want to. I thought it's not even worth it. He's a creep. The Burger yeah, King? He's a creep. even creepier. The Burger King one. It's like Burger King looked at Ronald McDonald and they're just like, we really need to make our mascot awful <laughs> in a different way. So they went with... They clearly watched that first Spider-Man movie where Willem Dafoe is the Green Goblin and he didn't have to be there for any of the filming where it's just like this mask and then from behind the mask, just like, look, Spider-Man, you're not going to get like no lips moving or anything. It's just like this guy wasn't even this guy didn't even have to be there for the filming of the thing. So you don't think that was him on the sled? He was just doing a bunch of ADR? Well, even if it was him on it, he was doing ADR. They're not miking that thing. <laughs> They're not miking the the guy that guy on a sled. And I'm not putting Sylvester's P. Smythe on the list. No, Crack Magazine mascot <laughs> janitor. <laughs> No, sorry. And crazy, I didn't want to hear anybody bring up crazy magazine. <laughs> oh, the San, the San Diego chicken is a big one. He started the, the whole thing. Yeah. But he's not good though, is he? Not really, no. He's just there. Yeah. What about Santa- San Diego chickens, like when you find out, like, it's like, it's like, it's like your uncle dressed as Santa Claus or something. Was he did it and it was exciting, but was it good? Yeah, not really. All right. Well, this is a great thing. Rich S is really, well, there's Rich S. This is in Rich S's wheelhouse, this topic. There's a whole class of mascots that die or want to die. Charlie Tuna, M&Ms, and the Raid Bugs. That is very interesting. There are these mascots that are saying, if you enjoy this product, it will most likely lead to my death, and I support that. you got to include Mucinex. Well, but they're fighting it. They're fighting. They they hate Mucinex. Yeah, but Mucinex dies. No, Mucinex kills them. Yeah, they're but not the, Mucinex. I'm talking about the gob. There's that gob goblin. That gob goblin. The gob? The, the gob, snot, yeah. Like the, the snot blob? The, the, the name's mucus. the gob? Yeah, the mucus. Yeah. The, mucus. The, the mucinex mucus blob. But they're not. They're muc- they are mucus blobs. But he's the star of the commercial. Yeah, but he's yes. also a little problematic based on history. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go easy. Let's, let's not, let's not completely, uh, 
neutral, like devalue the word problematic by <laughs> it actually, actually it, it, it disempowers it for actual cases of, of yeah. problematic things. And this is an NPR. Are we sure we want to uh, promote the uh, Musinex guy? Now let's save it for when it actually. But so look, the Musinex guy, Mike, the Musinex guy, the he he would love it if this snot blob. He'd love nothing more than to open the newspaper and hear that Musinex went out of business. I mean, the greatest day of that snot blob's life mm-hmm. when he finds out. That Mucinex is gone. Conversely, Charlie Tuna, that weirdo, that weirdo's telling you to go check out some tuna. Yeah. He's going to end up in one of those cans. And He's then- promoting it. The M&Ms are celebrating other M&Ms getting eaten. Well, they eat each other. Those maniacs. They eat each other. That's demented. Cannibalism. It's cannibalism. Thank you. <laughs> the raid bugs, that's a little different. They're closer to Mucinex, Snop Blob. They would be the best day in the raid bug's life is the day they hear raid is uh, declaring chapter 11. Very interesting, though. Any word from uh, Greg Gutfeld? Nothing yet. I mean, we threw three really great ideas out there. Yeah. I thought we would have a check written by now. Yeah, I mean, we could send over some some uh, electronic uh, banking info to get him to wire it if that's simpler. Um, <laughs> got any calls? Any calls? Oh, full phones. Full phones. Full phones. Full Here phones. we go. Line three, you're on. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom, this is Michael in Pittsburgh. Michael in Pittsburgh, home of? The Cynics. The Cynics, that's right. What do you got for me, Michael? You got something for the topic? Yeah, so uh, you you mentioned some NBA mascots earlier on, and, and the first thing that came to my mind when I read about this topic was the, the King Cake Baby for the New Orleans Pelicans. Wait, what is it again? So it's uh, it's called the King Cake Baby. Uh, they bring it out around uh, Mardi Gras every year. It's like based on a, a Mardi Gras t- tradition, and it's just this giant baby that's truly horrifying. Um, and oh, that's the ba- it's the t- Happy Death Day face. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That face is literally used in a horror movie. <laughs> Happy Death Day. So, King, what is King Cake? Is that a is that a kind of cake down there? I think it's a brand now, but it's a tradition where they like uh, bake a, a little plastic baby into a cake uh, at Mardi Gras, and you know whoever gets the piece of the cake with the baby has to throw next year's Mardi Gras party. So it came out of that, but they made this like horrifying mascot out of it about four or five years ago, and it, they have it like. Prank people and and go to community events and it's 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 terrifying. We got a king it's, cake this year. This is terrifying. This is the mask. I'm looking at pictures of this this nightmare. Forty nine king cake baby. Even though I I'm learning about the king cake baby now and I disapprove of the king cake baby. 
this mascot has to make this. And this Pelican's mascot is awful. Looks like, the actual Pelican? Yeah. Looks like... What does it look like? It's like Jane Leno. It's like a muscular Jane Leno. Anybody hear about uh, Zion Williamson uh, scored... Uh, he uh, scored 23 and 11 tonight. Yeah, we're at the game. We, we heard about it. Anybody seeing the news about the uh, Pelicans? Yeah, no, we're fully aware of the Pelicans. We're attending a Pelicans game. You got a king cake this year, Jason? Yeah, we usually get one every year. Uh, we, we tasted them for the first time when we were in New Orleans and, uh, really liked it. It's kind of like a, kind of like a pastry type consistency and it has like that frosting on top but there's a baby hidden within it and what we were told was if you find the baby uh you win uh it's just good luck for a year Mm -hmm. i never get the baby yeah they all don't have babies in them they all have babies yeah that's the whole like you're sharing the the cake with you like every cake has a baby well if only we had cake uh in uh, places other than New Orleans, boy, that would be some day, huh? <laughs> if we could could get a cake, but I mean, look, no. To be fair, other places have cakes, but I know New York, New Jersey area, really not many good bakeries or <laughs> nothing here. <laughs> what would they What would they hide in a New New York or New Jersey cake? Uh, Pfizer shot. <laughs> <laughs> Chomp down on it, get a little needle in the roof of your mouth. Nicole, what's your name again? Uh, Michael. Michael. You get the shot yet, Michael? I did. I got my, my second shot a couple weeks ago, so feeling feeling safe, feeling good. You uh you uh you Moderna or Pfizer or Johnson Johnson? Uh, I got the Moderna. Cool, uh, very cool. Went pretty well. Didn't didn't have mm-hmm. too many problems. Yeah, I got the Alara, which um was pretty good. I uh, I don't have any protection over uh, COVID, but I uh, got a little discount on a uh, Uncut Gems poster. Yeah, yeah. Now making like jokes for making jokes for single digits. <laughs> so, um, what else you got for me, my friend? Anybody else other than King Cake Baby? And how was that King Cake? What is a King Cake like, Jason? Tell me what that's like. It's kind of like a like a pastry, like kind of like a cinnamon roll well, like type, kind of, like a cinnamon roll, okay. like like consistency. But uh, with yeah. the frosting on top is very. Sure. Consistent with like the the frosting that would be on a pan, yeah. like cinnamon roll. You know, you might want to check out is the airport. Uh, also, has places that sell cinnamon pastries. The airport, any airport, pretty much. Or uh, you know where else they have them? The mall. <laughs> <laughs> or IKEA also. As a cinnamon pastry. Yeah, but they don't have babies in them. 
I thought you want me to jam a baby into it. Put a baby in it, and then uh, okay. I'll be interested. All right. What else you got for me, Michael? Uh, well, I kind of thought about this one later on. I the, the first uh, my first job in high school portraying this character, maybe uh, Chuck E. Cheese or anybody from the Chuck E. Cheese band. I don't know. Anybody really rooting for for a, a rat? <laughs> How also was that, did that work as, yeah, I think we gotta get a rat in here. I think what this place is missing is like a vermin element. At the, at the place that serves pizza to kids. Yeah. The place that serves bargain basement pizza in an arcade where, where, uh, presentation and cleanliness is not exactly job number one. Yeah, I can confirm that from working there. It was it was not fun so, cleaning up at the end of the night. So when you were there, you, how old were you? Uh, Fifteen. This was my first job. Okay. And where was this Chuck E. Cheese located? Uh, this one was in Augusta, Georgia. Okay. Augusta, Georgia, Chuck E. Cheese, 15. Were you cleaning barf out of the ball pit? Uh, that, on more than one occasion, yeah, I started off as a game room attendant, so that was one of the, one of the, uh, one of the less fun parts of the job was cleaning up the, the ball pit at the end of the night. Game room attendant, ay 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 ay. can you imagine <laughs> that now? Can you imagine going to a Chuck E. Cheese now? Gotta get coronavirus from, uh, I was playing the Qbert machine. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, there's social distancing is definitely, uh, not on the table at a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. So. I'm not putting Chuck E. Cheese on this list. Sorry. All right. No, no problem. I appreciate the King Kids, uh, baby's contribution. Of course. All right. Thanks. And Mike, Tom. of course. You have a great night. Mike, what's a mascot you like? I was just thinking, how about, uh, Tilly? From uh, Asbury Park, sort of a face of a town. That's right. That's the that clown monster face, <laughs> right? Is it a monster? What is it? It's like I don't a, know. It's, it's like a little a, terrifying. I, I think I was a little terrified of it when I was a kid. It's like a ventriloquist dummy came to life, right? <laughs> yeah, sort of that. Yeah, that's a good description. At, I gotta look at Tilly here. Yeah, I. I that's upsetting. Yeah, the frozen smile. Yeah. Yeah. Man, forty six, Tilly. <laughs> you got it. Type in Tilly Asbury Park. Here's what comes up: Who is Tilly Asbury Park? Is Asbury Park dangerous? Does Asbury Park have a boardwalk? Let me see what happens when it says is Asbury Park dangerous. A team of travel writers has identified Asbury Park as among the 10 most dangerous New Jersey cities. What? All right, calm down, everybody. What's the date on that? Yeah, 2020. Really? Wow. Yeah. What are the other uh, 10? Where does Bayonne hit the list? It's not a beach town. Is it a, the most dangerous beach towns? No, it's not. Just New Jersey oh, I... cities. Oh. Bayonne's not, not dangerous. No, it's not dangerous. 
you just got to keep your wits about you. That's why you need someone with street smarts, a, con- <laughs> yeah, a country <laughs> country bumpkin like you, Jason. Oh, they'll see you coming from a mile away, eaten alive. You'll I've be only playing. been mugged once and mm-hmm. had a dog uh, sicked on me. Wait, you'll the- be pl- you'll be playing uh, three card money. You'll lose your money. Wait, so somebody actually sicked their dog? The dog didn't yeah, just I, attack. I actually heard. I could it hear was an it. order. Because they were within range, I could hear the person go, get him. <laughs> and, and then this dog came scrambling down this alley right at me. Oh, my goodness. No. And then they called it off right at the last second to see that it obeys its commands, I guess. I was a test for the dog. How old were you? Well, I, that was relatively when I first moved there. Yeah. That was like wow. in... Uh, Get him. Mid nineties. Yeah. That was more like, get him. it was more like, get him, get him. A, a loud whisper I could hear. And then what, how did they stop the dog? They whistled or something? One of the guys came Don't get running him. out. Yeah. Don't get him. It's not worth it. Then I called the cops on them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I didn't know that, uh, if the cops knock on your door, you don't have to answer it, and that's the end of this the situation. Okay. <laughs> so, so that's how it ended. Okay. Yeah. I, so I, you'd say Bayonne is not top ten most dangerous cities? I don't know. It's it's they had a murder recently. I mean, is the dog well, still yeah. alive? <laughs> that's years ago. I have that was further. That wasn't on my block. That was a block up. So I. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the dog's uh, status, but uh, I'd say the biggest the biggest threat in Bayonne these days is you get a uh, uh, you get a, a bad copy of King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Give me another call, please. Beshow, hi. Hello, Tom. This is Andrew from Birmingham. Okay, and are we uh, landing soon? What is the? Should we put our tray tables up and get our our seats in the upright position? You sound like a, well, a pilot. I'm experiencing a little turbulence now, Tom. What's the deal? This is my. Well, voice. That is, you have an amazing voice, Andrew. You said Andrew. That's correct. <clears throat> Andrew from Birmingham. Birmingham, Alabama. That's right. What do you got for me, Andrew? You're making me very relaxed. You're making me talk like you. Suddenly I'm like, yes, Andrew, let's Good. both talk Good. like this. Yeah, well, that's how relax. Talk. I've, got a, I've got a series of mascots that uh, are designed to keep children safe. They're cartoons to provide helpful messages to our youth. Like who? Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear, more like Smokey the Boar. We get it. Forest fires. You got nothing else to say? And also, look, of course he's trying to help. We sure we want to slap a hat on a bear and entrust him with all of the privileges that were that were, that were according or were affording him. You sure we want that? You sure we want a bear? You don't think Smokey's ever ripped someone's face off? 
stole a picnic basket. Stole a picnic basket. I was very excited. I watched the Space Jam trailer, and I'm so thrilled that Yogi Bear is in that. That that movie. I don't know. It's not on my list. It's on my list. I think we might have two different lists. Definitely. So, Smokey the Bear, no. I'm being very tough with this list. I apologize in advance. We want to get this list right. We don't want to do it fast. We want to do it right. Agreed. How about Crime Dog McGruff? He seems like a narc. (laughs) Snitches get stitches, McGruff. What do you think about that? Hey, not my creation. No. I ain't into McGruff. All right. You like these author you like these authoritarian mascots. They're telling you what to do. I think McGruff is pretty funny. He's barking. He's wearing a trench coat. I don't trust him. There's no way he's not taking money from the authorities, right? You know, McGruff will be like, yeah, I'll, I'll pretend I'm just a normal hound. I'll get some info. Bow wow. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're getting hauled off. The crime rat. Who else? Uh, all right, let's shift gears. How about, I like this Charlotte Hornets mascot that's not the actual fluffy mascot, but the guy that wears spandex and he can dunk. You like that maniac who does the, who jumps on the trampoline. Yeah, super Hugo. Couple, couple teams have, cause Hugo the Hornet is, is a, is a mascot in a Hornet costume who goes around and takes pictures in the stands with kids. Right. Then there's this lunatic who runs at top speed toward the basket during timeouts and bounces and flies at the rim and does like, it does like, uh, somersaults in the air. What do you call that? Backflips and whatnot. Yeah. And then dunks. Do the, the Rockets have a guy like that too, right? Don't the Houston Rockets have a guy like that? Oh, I don't know. Houston Rockets have what a, a like a, they have a bear, I believe. Of course. But they all, I think they also have one of those lunatics that come flying at the rim, top speed. Mm-hmm. Let's look this I up. I believe Hugo was the first. Well, Clutch is the bear for the Rockets. Okay. Let's see. Hip hop. The Sixers, 76ers had a mascot called Hip Hop. Hip-hop was the mascot for the Philadelphia 76ers, a rabbit character. Hip-hop usually entertained Sixers fans during halftime and timeouts by performing acrobatic slam dunks. This looks like this character. He looks like Donnie Darko. That's the scariest thing I ever saw in my life. I'm telling you, hip-hop, that's literally Donnie Darko. 
we got to put hip hop on the list. It's like a super jacked rabbit. Not a jack oh, wow. rabbit, a jacked rabbit. Wow. I'm looking at him now. That face is uh, calming. Yeah, Donnie Dunko, they should call him. They should have called him Donnie Dunko. Let's put him on the list. Hip hop. Number uh, 30. Put him in honor of uh, Dr. J. We're not putting him at six. That was his number with the uh, New Jersey Nets. What's Dr. J's uniform number on the Sixers? Was it six also? Julius Irving's number was, he was six on the, it was, well, he's 32 on the net, so I had it backwards. I'm still putting him at 32, not putting him in the top 10. Still in honor of Dr. J. Mm-hmm. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Tom. And, uh, we thank you for flying, uh, United. We'll be landing shortly. <laughs> Flight attendants, please start uh landing procedure. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Tom. Another call, please. Beshow, hi. Hi. Hi, uh, this is Patton DC. Patton. Uh, How are you, Patton? Pat. Pat. Uh, oh, sorry. Pat. In D.C. What do you got for me, Pat? All right. Um, first, just uh, an all-around beloved uh, mascot is uh, Yuppie, who is now the mascot for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. What's the name? It used to be the Yuppie. Yuppie. With an exclamation point. Okay. Y-O-U-P-P-I, exclamation point. Yuppie. Uh, he was originally the mascot for the, for the uh, Expos and was beloved, unlike the Expos. So then when the Expos left, uh, he got traded to the Canadiens. Oh, I've seen this mascot. What's the deal with it? What, what's this? What is this? What's his, what's he supposed to be? Just French Canadian. So he's just like a, he's an odd looking human. Yeah. And I don't know, just, uh, Quebecois people love him. They love Yuppie, huh? Yeah. And I'm seeing pictures of Gritty versus Yuppie. Yeah. Gritty, yeah. Ha- Gritty has a sort of Yuppie vibe a little bit. Yeah, he does. But Gritty's got oh. those googly eyes. Yeah. Right? Look, I get the appeal of Gritty. I get it. I just don't like how Gritty jumped the line. I guess that's all I'm saying. Gritty jumped the line. All right. Uh, there's something there's something about a there's something about a line jumper I I don't always love. Yeah. I mean so Yuppie was gritty before gritty. 
just a little too French Canadian. And people are doing the thing where they do a picture of Yuppie and it says before crystal meth and a picture of Gritty and it says after crystal meth. I don't want it. Yeah, that's not. Is that really how we want to think of Yuppie, my friends? No. Or Gritty, for that matter. No, they're clean and sober. All right, Yuppie, put him at 49. I'm still, I'm not entirely sold on Yuppie. That's a king cake baby. Uh, put, uh, put him at 48. How do you spell it again? Y-O-U-P-P-I. Yuppie. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Like, okay, great. It always has an exclamation point. And like, that's his number on his jersey. Is an exclamation point. Yeah. You ever meet Yuppie? Uh, no. You never went to a game and met Yuppie? Uh. Is it on no. your bucket list? I, I, I've never been to a, uh, sports game in Montreal. I've been there a couple times. I spent mm. a week in a hospital there. Oh, that's a, uh, that sounds like a fun trip. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's what happens when you don't wear a helmet. What happened? You got hit on a bike? Do we talk? We talked about this before, right? No, I don't think so. Okay. I was skiing. Did have to backflip. Uh, ended up in a coma. Yeah. Oh no. Are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? No, that I'm, I'm fine. That was like 15 years ago. It's okay. it's all good. Well, I'm glad it's. I'm glad um, you passed it, my friend. Yeah. Um, but okay, then I, I have a, a, a second suggestion. Okay. Which, um, may be a result of my, uh, I'm a Syracuse native, so I want to suggest Otto the Orange, who is a yeah, the, the... goof. Goofy orange with a little hat. Um, and, but not only because it's just kind of silly and funny, but also that he uh, was a very pretty early replacement for a Native American mascot. Yes. That until like the late 70s, uh, SU's mascot was the Saltine Warrior is a uh, Onondaga Iroquois chief that they replaced and, you know, went with a, uh, you know, non-appropriative mascot. Sure. No, I follow. I follow. I follow. This Otto the Orange, I get the appeal. You know, you know what this Otto the Orange looks like? You ever see one of those, like, cheapo like uh claw games where you are guaranteed to win no matter what and then the 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 little plush figures in it one's more garbage looking than the next oh yeah and at you know like a family restaurant in Syracuse like half of them will be you know crappy little autos yeah but he looks like every one of those lousy Cheap stuffed uh, dolls in a in a in a 
you win if you play this claw game game. Can I also just take this time right now? We just celebrated Easter and this is a call to everyone. We, we all, we are all guilty when it comes to this uh, point I'm going to bring up. We really need to step up our, uh, Easter bunny costume game. America. <laughs> we got to step it up. These costumes are horrifying. You tell me in this yeah. day and age, you tell me in this day and age, you, we can't make a cute looking bunny costume. <laughs> They're horrifying. They all look like monsters. Well, they all look like Donnie Darko. Well, at least, uh, None this year I know have had uh, Sean Spicer inside them. What was Sean Spicer inside? Otto the Orange? No, no Sean Spicer was uh, was the uh, Easter Bunny at uh, the White House Egg Roll. Okay. Yeah. That. Um. Well, look, Otto the Orange. What number was Carmelo Anthony when he played for Syracuse? Uh, 23. Was he 23? Well, I'm blanking on this. Let's see. I, I feel like I should. You'd think you're such a huge fan. He's 15. Oh. I can't put Otto the Orange at 15, though. Sorry, that was. I'm at 45. 18 years ago. Wow. You put him at 45. I will say this, though. Number one, we got to fix this Halloween, uh, the the bunny costumes for Easter. Do you know what I'm saying, Mike, yeah. Pat? Oh, yeah. Pat's on here. Jason? Yeah. yeah, I've seen some shabby ones in my time. They're scary. They're yeah. scary looking. Yeah. And, they and there's current fights. ones that are scary. And they're getting in fights now. That's like a regular thing to uh, get a viral video going. I mean, yeah. must, that's a whole genre now, right? Of <laughs> what? Viral videos, yeah. Is the Easter just, Bunny that gets I, into I think a fight this might just be you, Mike. No, I mean I've seen oh, more than one. Was, I've seen more than wow. one. I've never heard a call. I gotta say this. Hang up on this guy. He sassed you, Mike. I don't yeah. support that. Gone right over my you head. Yeah, maybe you know, only with you, Mike. Yeah. How dare you? You don't talk to Mike that way. I talk to Mike that way. <laughs> I can't even talk to Mike that way. Uh-huh. Now, Jason, have you ever talked to Mike that way? I'm bounced. You're bounced. Yeah, look, according to Mike the Rabbit, there's Easter Bunny fights going on. I've never seen one, but I believe him. He's oh, it's from Jersey City. Is it two? No reason to make that up. Two rabbits, two Easter bunnies fighting each other, or somebody fighting an Easter bunny? It's a few years ago, but uh, yeah, it it went viral. Okay. Can I make a uh, a plea for a uh, mascot? Yes, please. Will you please search Rowdy Red in Google? Rowdy Red. Rowdy Red. R O W D Y R E D. What is this? This was the mascot of Radford University when I was growing up. 
and everybody hated him. He would come to, I was in elementary school at the time and he would come and show up, um, to give rowdy red pencils to all of the kids. And I felt bad for the guy. And you could like, you could, when he came up to you to give you a pencil, like you could feel his energy that he was just completely beaten down. And then we did an assembly where he gave away an award or something. And I've never heard so many kids and teachers booing one mascot at one time. They don't like Rowdy Red. I can, look, he, he doesn't look well. I mean, I don't know how to, how to say it with any more, uh, to be more specific. He does not look healthy. No, no, he looks Rowdy very, Red yeah. needs to see a doctor. But I always felt, I always had such a special place in my heart for Rowdy Red. Because whenever I saw him, he, and I gave him, like, when I showed Rowdy Red kindness, mm-hmm. you could feel that it did make his day. Okay. But that probably brought out some level of anger in you where you're just like, yeah, of course you loser. You're gonna, <laughs> you need it too badly. Yeah, I, I quickly turned on Rowdy. But then who is this, who is this tough guy? He looks at like the brawny paper towel mascot who's also associated with radford so in the mid 90s they everyone hated rowdy so much that they got rid of this guy and brought in because they're, they're the radford highlanders so they brought in like a uh like mm-hmm. a braveheart okay so there can only be one right yeah they yeah they brought he cut rowdy red's head off so rowdy red is gone rowdy red's gone history I feel bad for Rowdy Red. I feel like I am Rowdy Red. Like coaches from, like if let's say the the Rad the Radford Highlander basketball team traveled to, you know, somewhere like let's say Lynchburg or something, and Rowdy Red would come along. Some coaches would say he can't come into the arena, so Rowdy Red would have to stay outside. Well, now I'm, I couldn't be rooting harder for Rowdy Red. Let's put Rowdy Red at uh. How high should Rowdy Red go? Let's do 18. Maybe 22. 22. <laughs> Alright, 22 for Rowdy Red. That's the most depressing character I've ever seen. Yeah. And we don't just want sports ones either. I want mascots for products, all of them. How about a couple for the uh, incels, the four channers, the eight channers? How about NPC? What? <laughs> Non-player character. Okay, but is that a specific character? No, it's... It's a meme thing. Oh, that character, that guy. I yeah, know that yeah. guy. Yeah, no, he's not, but he's not their mascot. Uh, he's just he's like a, a sort of a meme. Meme guys yeah. don't qualify. Peppy the Frog. No, no. I what, think we can, we can, what is we it? can, we can do better. Is it that weird face? Is that what that yeah. thing is? Yeah, no, that weird I face that guy. Thing. No. Ugh. It's big on 4chan and 8chan. I wouldn't know, but how often are you on 4chan and 8chan? Yeah. No, I, no, second. no, I, I saw it in the, in the QAnon doc. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say I've never been on those dopey, uh, websites. Okay. No interest. No interest. Me neither, Mike. 
You and I come from the same cloth. I don't got time for that. No way. We're supposed to go. Yeah, I can't. No. So yeah, so I'm not putting NPC on the thing. He's not a he's not a mascot. Okay. I mean, look, it, it, in in a larger sense, perhaps he is a mascot <laughs> for the incels. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see if I can get that one fella on the show. That guy with the dogs. He seems all right. It's like a kind enough sort. Let him finish watching the thing. I might. I might. Uh, I don't know. Anybody know that guy? All right. What do we got? So give me another call, please. So yeah, so I'm not putting in He's not a man. Best show. Hi. 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 To whom am I speaking? This is Shawnee. Shawnee, where are you calling from? Nick Gazen's house. Okay. You're calling from <laughs> Nick Gazen's house. <laughs> And I'm assuming that's in Brooklyn. <laughs> What's up, Shawnee? So I have a couple. The first one, I want to remind everybody of the early Michelin man the with the very skinny tires and um, mm-hmm. the horrifying presence. What do you think of him? Uh... Yeah, I'm not particularly a fan. He's scary looking. Aesthetically, I think he makes a mark. He does make a mark, and that's a fair point. 43 for the Michelin Man, please. (laughs) Okay, and then I have um, kind of a a brotherly duo. Not literally, but they both wear sunglasses. What are you going to do, the Gazins? (laughs) Nicholas and Penelope? um, (laughs) I was thinking of Max tonight. The real-life... Royal Tenenbaums? <laughs> no. Mac tonight. Oh, I can't stand that. That creepy moon <laughs> Again, thing. And that's, he made it a good impression. Isn't that also like a that's also like a dog whistle character now too for <laughs> for hate for hate hate people. I don't remember right. a lot about his personality, but I do remember his big head, and I figured that was worth mentioning. He was just a rip up of Ray Charles. It's a rip-off of Ray Charles, yeah. <laughs> okay, and then the other one um, is... Played by Joe who Cannon. played? Did you know who played him? Doug oh. Jones. Oh, really? Doug Jones was played Mac Tonight. One of his first okay. jobs. Wow. Doug Jones, you might know him as Eye Hands from yeah, Hands Labyrinth. He does all the monsters' bodies. <laughs> or Abe Sapien from Hellboy. What okay. do you think of Joe Camel? No. <laughs> Joe Camel. But he's so cool. Is he cool? <laughs> well, he's, he's not cool. He wears glasses, sunglasses. He wears sunglasses. Anybody wears sunglasses? The guy, uh, the guy in CSI wears sunglasses. Is he cool? Mm, yes. Depends who you're asking. I would, my mom would say so. All right. Well, your mom can call in and make the case. <laughs> I'm so excited Joe to call in. This is my first time. Well, you did an amazing job. Thank you. Can I shout out a couple of my girlfriends who are listening to the show? Um, sure. 
<laughs> I want to say hi to Heather, to Mary, and to Asher. I hope you guys are happy to hear your names. <laughs> That's cool. Wait, no, All right, Shawnee. Oh, yeah, Nick wants to talk to you. Can I piggyback off of Shawnee's call? And now, this is the artist I was talking about earlier, Nicholas Gazin, who is a very talented guy. Well, what do you want? What do you got? Well, um, I'd like to break into some musical mascots. Um, of course, the Misfits Crimson Ghost. The Misfits Crimson Ghost is a great mascot. Uh, number, uh, number 13. Let's do 13 because that's horror. Um, Eddie from Iron Maiden. That's already the, Eddie. uh, cool, the Coors Light can. Well, we're gonna move Coors Light to, to 12, please. Eddie from Iron Maiden, of course, has to be on the list. That's, that's number eight. Um, I'd like to also suggest, uh, the Circle Jerks guy, if he counts, the little guy dancing with the chubby tummy and the skinny arms and legs. No. Not a personality? No. Um, now, are the dancing bears technically Grateful Dead mascots? I don't know. You know, technically they're supposed to be marching, not dancing, I'm told. And people who care a lot about the uh, dead iconography knows a lot about that. Oh, well, actually, they're marching. They're not dancing. <laughs> actually, they're performing a sketch, not a skit. What is the difference yeah. in a sketch and a skit, by the way? There is no difference. I didn't the difference between a sketch and a skit has to do with the person who wrote it and nothing else. I feel like I just heard the term sketch for the first time from watching Monty Python, and before that I just heard the term skits, and so I thought it was an English thing, uh, but I don't know. Um, um, oh, I have more mascots. Just a couple more, though. Um, no. Uh, the Gorilla Biscuits uh, Gorilla. No. And, the only uh, gorilla on this list is going to be the Phoenix Suns Gorilla, who goes <laughs> at... Uh, 34, Charles Barkley's number when he played with the, uh, he played with the Phoenix Suns. And, um, do you know about this, uh, Japanese baseball mascot called the Mysterious Fish? The Mysterious Fish, I do not. If not, you might want to YouTube it right now. It's this guy in this fish costume who runs out on the field and then he stops, gets down on the ground, and then the the person inside the fish costume is wearing a skeleton suit, and they leap out of its mouth, and then they run around the field uh, as the fish's skeleton. I I, just, I, just, I can't handle this. this it's really much. cool. <laughs> I will. I'm going to research the mysterious fish. I'm looking I up things. Get- Creepy evolving Japanese baseball mascot reveals its fifth and final form. Oh no! Um, yeah, it may be it may be one of the four horsemen, horse fish of the apocalypse. I don't no, know. that's what it feels. This feels like end times business here. <laughs> that mascots are reaching their final form. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to learn more about the mysterious fish. This is a pretty amazing match. You know, I don't even need to know any more about it. 29, the mysterious fish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Japan in general has a lot more mascots per capita than most places. Every town has its own mascot. Wait, there was a John Oliver thing about this. Oh, you mean the guy who said my book was relentlessly funny? Yeah. <laughs> has he done anything else? I only know him from the quote. 
that's pretty much all he's known for is my book blurb. Um, <laughs> he's been writing right. your coattails for too long. Thank you, Nicholas. This is a great call. I love you, Tom. Bye, guys. I love also, you, too. Hi. Are overrated. Bye, Shani. I don't know why people What's like up? them. Nice Who? I think King Buzzo must be a very friendly man. I don't even think he is, though. Really? They are overrated, though. I remember a friend of mine who was in the hold study saying that every town he went to, every sound man at every club said the Melvins were their favorite band. And I assume that is just because the Melvins have played at every club and have been nice to every sound man. Yeah, that could be. They might, maybe they're very nice to sound, the sound people. They must know that's the way to, uh, to keep a good rep going. Don't yeah. mean I got to hear it though. They could write a song at some point. <laughs> All right. Thanks for, thanks, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your night. Great show. Okay. Tom. You too. All right. Bye. Another call, please. Line one, you're up. Best show, hi. Hi, it's Michael. How are you? Michael, where are you calling from? Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. What part of Brooklyn? Dibbis Park, Hollywood. Okay, all right. How are you mm-hmm. doing? Pretty good. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm good. You get the shot? Yeah, I got both of them. Which one did you get? Um, uh, Moderna. I'm a Moderna. Ah, mm-hmm. Fancy. Fancy. Yeah. I got, I got Panera. Um, <laughs> I got both Panera shots and, uh, yeah. I think I do have coronavirus, but I also, uh, I think they just injected soup into my veins. I think, I think they just shot me up with, with Manhattan clam chowder. Cause I did get it on a Friday. Mm-hmm. So Michael, what, what do you got for me, Michael? Yeah, I got, um, Mav Man. <laughs> That's the Mavericks. That awful mascot is terrible. That's that's one of the ones that Mavman now. Mavman, if I remember correct, off the top of my head, please Google Mavman Maverick. Hold on, let's see. I haven't got there yet, but I remember feeling like, yeah, Mavman seems weirdly. It's like a white supremacist. <laughs> Let my me friend. see Mavman. Oh my, my god. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> Mavman looks like he's made of basketballs. <laughs> That's a different he this is not I pick up on it. I'm I'm thinking of somebody different. No. <laughs> Mavman is horrifying. <laughs> this is this looks like somebody who was like hurt in an accident and then they fused this person with basketballs <laughs> to turn them into like the like a, a six million dollar man or something. Part man, part basketball. Part man, part is that really the mythology? Please don't no. say it is. No my friend told me to tell you that. And um, then Champ but, is the horse. Yeah, Champ's not as fun. He was new. Does, 
Mavs Man was from like the ninth. From my childhood memories of the Mavericks and Mavericks games, it was like eyeing this man going up and down the stairs and confused and scared. Did Mav? Does Mad? Look, if Mav Man would ride Champ to the games, <laughs> then I'd be into both of it. I'd be into both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he does. Yeah, Mavman's upsetting. Let's go thirty-eight with Mavman. <laughs> and then we gotta we gotta get some non-sports ones in here. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. All right, Michael. You have a great night. You too. Bye. Mavman. Yeah, Ronald McDonald is awful. Tidy Ball Man. There's some gross mascots out there. What about the Pet Boys? Manny, Moe, and Jack? No. <laughs> they seem like they 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 seem like um I don't know. They just seem like 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 an auto place like that. I just feel like there's nothing nothing sympathetic about. Feels like you'd go to Manny, Moe, or Jack and be just like, well, why is this so much? And they'd be like, hey, I don't know what to tell you. These things, the parts and labor, like, it's like such an unenviable thing to be a mascot for. It feels like one of them would be like, go talk to Manny. Then the other. Yes. They'd be passing the buck all over the place. You'd be waiting at the counter for 40 minutes and then they'd be like, can I help you? You'd be like, yeah, no, I've been waiting here. The one guy, Mo, told me to stay here and wait. I haven't heard from you guys. I'm trying to get to the bottom of, like, how much it's going to get me to get the brakes replaced. Well, you see, the thing is, hold on. Here comes Jack. Yeah, and he acts like he doesn't barely knows what he's talking about, and it's just like, oh, the thing is, you went down, you wore the rotors out on the thing, the rotors you gotta, we gotta replace the rotors on. If you were brought in earlier and those rotors didn't get, it didn't start to get worn down, it would be a whole other thing. That's really bad. And we also, you do need a new timing belt. When are we going to fix it, this whole timing belt thing with cars? Right? The timing belt. Yeah. You need a new timing belt. We can't get past that. Can't make stronger timing belts. All right, what else do we got? Here we go. Line two. Bashau, hi. Hey, this is uh, Mike in uh, DC. Mike in DC. A lot of Mikes and Michaels tonight. Yeah, it seems like a theme. Yeah. Who's the best Mike or Michael you know of? Um, it's right in front of you. You got to say the right one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I got to be. That's that's something I discovered this year. You got to be your own best friend. Are you saying AP Mike? Uh, that too. Yeah, AP Mike. This guy, you have no idea who that even is. Uh, yeah, no, it's a call screener, call screener Mike. Okay. Well, what do you got for me, buddy? 
I've got a couple of uh, mascots for the list, a couple of non-sports ones. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, okay, so um, did uh, did Charlie end up making the list, Charlie the Tuna? Charlie Tuna will not be on the list, now. Okay, okay. Um, so I had the, uh, he's, lead, he's courting, he's courting disaster. He's leading other tuna to their doom. I don't like it. Gotcha. Um, how these about M&Ms the, are just, the M&Ms, look, look nobody loves an, M, an M&M more than I do. These M&Ms, they're working hard to make me not like M&Ms. It's just a testament to how good actual M&Ms are that I would still have them even with those Creeps being all over the packaging. <laughs> okay. Um, so if, if Charlie won't make it, how about the uh, the Domino's Pizza Noid? I know people like the Noid. He's like he's just like it's gonna make me sound like Trump or something. But the Noid's a loser. He's a Fair loser. Um, the Noid is a loser. Nobody wanted him when he sold pizza. Nobody wanted him. He's a loser, and there's a reason why they got rid of him. Well, let's think. Let's think. If we're not going with the Noid, um, so Jack um, in the Bo- Jack in the Box has one of the worst mascots I've ever seen in my life. It's, oh, it's straight up thing. from a horror movie. This faceless ping pong ball that somebody drew on. Yeah, it's like Mister Met's demented cousin. Yes. It's like if Mr. Met, uh, if Mr. Met went, went, uh, alt-right, he'd be the Jack in the Box guy. And Mr. Met is upsetting. AP Mike is right on that. It's not fun, especially there's something so, there's something so sad that the Mets are this like star-crossed franchise that can never get anything going. And then the Yankees are just like, we don't have a mascot. We even, like, then they just like win. Right? Like they just like wi- actually win World Series and games and all that and pennants. And the Mets are just like, we got Mr. Met. It's like, yeah, oh, well, man. we've got all these championships. Okay. Best of luck Mr. with Met. your baseball head guy. Have to He's distract the original. fans from the game. Yeah, no, they do anything. <laughs> they do anything to make sure the fans don't actually look at the field. Look over here. When these Mets fans, this is these Mets fans, and these Mets fans are sad sacks. Not you, Mike. The rest of them. But these Mets fans, when they're just like, we got Shake Shack is at the new stadium. Everybody's, oh, there's a Shake Shack. You can get a Shake. Well, are the Mets any good? Oh no, they're awful. But you can go get a Shake Shack. And the best thing about it for these Mets fans is it takes two and a half hours to get something from Shake Shack. You miss most of the game. That's a blessing. All right. Well, she got buddy. Um, so, uh, uh, much more helpful than, than the Noid, uh, would be Clippy, the, uh, Microsoft mascot. Yeah, Clippy's pretty cool. And Clippy really did uh come through. When nobody else stepped up, Clippy filled that void. I wouldn't have been able to write my first resume without Clippy. 
There you go. Yeah. To get a job, but. Where should we put Clippy on the list? What do you think, Mike? Uh, 39. I don't know. Put Clippy, yeah, put Clippy at 39. Please. 39? What's a good fast food mascot? Ronald McDonald sucks. Burger King, Burger King is terrible. Wendy's is a, the, uh, the guy's daughter doesn't do anything. It's just a face on a, on the sign. We don't know two things about Wendy. <clears throat> Jack in the box is a sociopath. Who else is there? Taco Bell had that dog. The Taco Bell Chihuahua. I want a dog. A Chihuahua. Patch up. There's a, that, uh, panda from, uh, Panda Gourmet. Or the. Panda Gourmet? Panda Express? Panda Express, yes. I'm, I'm oh, but sorry. that's just a, yeah, clearly, clearly you've never eaten there if you're using the word gourmet with it. Uh, I'm a low rent kind of person, I guess. No, you're not. You said gourmet. If you've eaten at Panda Express, you never would, you would instinctively, the cell, on a cellular level, you would not put the word gourmet in the, <laughs> in the description. Yeah, that, that is, is uh, some slop. That is some slop. You go to Panda Express, that is slop. <laughs> right? There's time, I went to Panda Express one time and I got the two items and a side. And then I ate within five minutes. I said to the person working there, it's like, yeah, I want to go back to my cell. And they're like, what? And I was like, oh, wait. Oh, I actually, for some reason, thought I was in, in prison. Cause this is like prison food. No. I don't know. I enjoy it. All right. What about the Arby's mitt? Oh. The Arby's mitt. No. What about that? That you know what? We should do the hamburger helper hand. Well, that's a good. That, wasn't that a mascot? Right. We haven't touched cereals yet, have we? Oh, Mike, Mike, you, oh, Mike, <laughs> you just cracked it yeah, wide no, open. I, I'm surprised it's this late in the show. And I tell you, that is why. That is why this guy is here. The Arby's, no, Arby's, I mean, cereal. Let's think of, let's go through cereal now. Captain, Captain Crunch. Crunch. Yeah, he yeah. comes to, right to the top. I don't know. I'm not big on these authority figures. <laughs> the, uh, Cinnamon Toast chef, uh, Crunch Chefs? No. But, uh, Count Chocula? No. We gotta go with Cuckoo Harry. for Cocoa Puffs, that guy, Sonny. Remember him when I was a kid? Cocoa Puff guy? Cocoa Puffs had a crazy bird. Yeah. I love Cocoa Puffs. Man, I could go for a ball of Cocoa Puffs right now. <laughs> Are they still out there? Oh, yeah, they still make them. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, you, you were left with a bowl of chocolate milk at the end, right? Yeah. It's like, like, a two, it was like a twofer. Yeah. Yeah, Sunny, the cuckoo bird. <laughs> Number two, Sunny. <laughs> 
Number two. Wow. Number two. And we'll move him. Well, Sonny might get bounced down a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I got a, a feeling hot. hot. Sonny's running hot right now. Gets moved all the way up. Tony the Tiger. He's not so hot. He's not so great, ironically. Isn't that the ultimate irony? The Tony the Tiger himself is not great. Here's here's what it comes up when you search Sonny the Cuckoo Bird. Are Cocoa Puffs discontinued? (laughs) No, they're not. says, no, they're not. What does Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs mean? Crazy, insane, irrational. Uh, let's see. Oh, a cocoa puff slang is a fun thing. It's when you you uh, smoke a joint laced with coke. That was like I learned that from uh, the movie Flight mm-hmm. when when Jonathan Jonathan Goodman was like, he's like, you got to get a cocoa puff, man. You're going to the dark side of the moon, man. <laughs> that one really feels like people were telling uh Robert Zemeckis fake drug lingo. And then he was like frantically <laughs> writing it down. Yeah, my, yeah, and then there's cuckoo for cocoa puffs. That's when you smoke a a, a joint with uh it's got cocaine in it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Do you know Captain Crunch's full name? Uh, I don't. It's Horatio Magellan Crunch. Well, that's inspiring, that sense of adventure. Let's see. Hold on. What is the best? Here's the thing when you look up Cocoa Puffs. Uh, it says, are you cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? That's literally something that I guess people search to where they, where that comes up as one of the higher ranking searches. Are you cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? Let me see what it says. It doesn't. I guess you'll just have to, just have to know in your heart of hearts whether you're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And then what comes up, is Tricks discontinued? They should discontinue that, says Tricks Rabbit. I love Tricks. news. It's a little waxy, though, when you get that, that fruit milk. It's a little, okay, it's a little yeah. waxy. Well, guess, guess what? There's, there's eight million cereals out there. Why would you <laughs> stick with something that's waxy? I mean. Go, go to the grocery store. You've got options. Well, you get one of those snack packs with all of the different flavors, and you you want to eat. When's the, the last thing? time you got one of those snack packs? We get one a month at least. No. Yes, it's, I, I I will get Kristen to take a picture of the top of our fridge right now. Wow. And you get those little boxes. Yeah. In in 2021. <laughs> yeah. You guys are eating snack packs. Sometimes you want pops. Sometimes you want cocoa krispies. Yeah. I was just going to say, I, I was confused I like before. I was talking about Cocoa Krispies. I preferred them over Cocoa Puffs. No, of course you do, because I like, uh, <laughs> I tell you, this guy, 
he doesn't like a thing I like. You don't like Cocoa Krispies? I said I like Cocoa you don't Puffs. Like Coco, Coco and he goes, Krispies? oh, I like Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, I like them too. Well, I didn't mean Cocoa Puffs. I meant a different one. Just occurred to me. Yeah, really Cocoa preferred... Krispies a little too, a little too, a little too crum, a little too crumbly for me. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just chocolatey Rice Krispies. Yeah, yeah. Not a huge Rice Krispie fan. Well, here's a great search. How did Applejack's parents die? <laughs> how did they die? It's never stated how Applejack's parents kicked the buck and likely never will be addressed. In fact, the show is yet to, what, what show is this? I don't know. Never mind. I'm, 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 I'm trying to read about cereal here, not about cartoons. Snap, crackle, pop. They don't rate. Those, nah, they're, they, they give me the heebie jeebies. Keebler like elf. Like so many elves and, and yeah. little, little gremlins and whatnot pushing these products on us. They have to fit in a box. What about the cook, cookie crisp? That was good, right? Now we're literally doing a show where we talk about cereal. <laughs> My worst nightmare. It actually happened. <laughs> Just going down memory lane talking about cereal. There's a wizard with cookie crisp, right? That's all. That sounds right. I'm going with Sonny the cuckoo bird. He can stand there. All right. What else we got? You got anything else, my friend? Um, when, I'm not sure when uh, the, the metal mascots were being listed, if this one got in there, but uh, Vic Rattlehead from uh, Megadeth, I always thought... Looked like he sounded out, or looked like he would sound like Dave Mustaine. No, I gotta stick with, uh, I gotta stick with, uh, Eddie from Iron Maiden representing the metal, uh, mascot community. Would I put the Juggalo mascot on? I'd consider, I'd consider, uh, Hatchet Man. Ice Cream Head? Ice cream head. What's that? <laughs> That's the, the the one album cover you like for the Grateful Dead. Oh, I, is his name Ice Cream Head? <laughs> that is what. That's what I call. I don't know if he has a name. Well, who's the true Grateful Dead mascot? Lightning bolt skull. Scully. Over the bears. They've had a few. The bears. Yeah, the bears is more probably, probably more popular. That's not my scene. Yeah, what can say? I'm going to think about it. The, the turtles. No, I put no. The Terrapin Station turtles? No. <laughs> Somebody asked Jesse Jarno what the official, if in his estimation, he's an expert, what, the, what their mascot would be. Can somebody, he's on, he's all over Twitter. He's a great guy. Um, all right. Let's take a few more calls. We'll wrap it up. Line three. Hello. Beshow, hi. How's it going? Good. To whom am I speaking? This is Tom. Tom, where are you calling from, Tom? Framingham. Okay. Where's that? Massachusetts? You got it. Yeah. No, you got it. What do you well, well, what do you got for me tonight, buddy? How about that like weird old dancing guy? 
for Six Flags. Yeah, he's got to make it. That's a, that's the, the that's the definition of this repulses me, but it works. Put him at twenty five, please. Six Flags Dancing Man, or whatever his name is. Anything else, Tom? Nothing worth mentioning. Okay. Well, thanks for the call. Thank you. Have a good night. Good night to you. Beshow, hi. Hi, Tom. How's it going? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Uh, This is Ben in Sacramento. Ben in Sacramento, home of? Um, the Sacramento Kings band Cake. There you go. What do you got for me, Ben? Uh, Scabby the Rat. Scabby the Rat, the mascot of strikes. Yeah, the mascot of, I guess, all union workers. That's a fair point. I was going to say he's not exactly a mascot, but he kind of is the mascot that represents people who are on strike. He's their mascot. Scabby the rat, put him in that 17, please. All right, cool. Thanks, buddy. All right, have a good night. You too. Bye. Any other calls? Let's see here. Yeah, I got, I got a couple, I got a couple more. How many, how many you want? Let's do, let's do, uh, no more new calls. No more new calls, then this is the final call. All right. There Here we, we go. go. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? This is, uh, Kevin from Westchester. Kevin from Westchester. What's going on, Kevin? Nothing much. I thought I'd shoot. I lost you, buddy. Kevin, we lost you for a second. Let's see if he's back. Kevin, you there? Yeah, I'm right here. All uh, right. I said, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try shooting some amusement park mascots your way. All right. What do you got? What do you, uh, what do you think about the Hershey Park, uh, mascots? What about those guys? There's a lot of them. Uh, I don't remember what I think of them. I, I'm, bl- I'm completely blanking on any sort of Hershey Park mascot. Well, the the thing with them is that it's all, like, the candies uh, brought to life. And if you give them a Google, you get the main ones. It's, like, the Reese's guy, the, the Hershey bar, the Kisses, and those are pretty standard. But then you get to some really weird ones, like Jolly Rancher guy, Twizzler's lady, uh, the Milk Dud boy. Well, look, I got to say, I'm looking at pictures of these now. This is, this is, this is mascot stuff taken to a horrible conclusion. Where these are literally just the products have come to life and are dancing around in costumes. There's something uniquely scary about a giant thing of icebreakers mints dancing around in front of you. Yeah. Like what, what kid is like, I want to go to Hershey Park and meet the icebreakers mints. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Do you think? Do you think I'll get to meet the icebreakers mints? <laughs> oh, fall. fingers crossed. And who's this like cool one with the headphones on or whatever, like sunglasses? Uh, is that is that the Hershey syrup one? <laughs> no, it's the Jolly Rancher character. Uh, there we go. That's, okay, that's upsetting. Yeah. All right. I like it. I support none of this. I like that we're discussing it. No one of none of these characters are getting anywhere near this list, though. Damn it! Okay, okay, yeah. I, yeah I they are ones that. more horrifying than the next. Okay, well, I'll, I'll go with one more uh, then. Have you ever been to uh, Playland in Westchester? I have not. Okay, well, Playland is famous for uh, the Dragon Coaster, which is one of the oldest roller coasters in the country, mm-hmm. and uh, their mascot is. Uh, Coaster the Dragon, which is uh, hard to Google uh, because it's obviously very close to uh, the name. But if you look up uh, coast, uh, Coaster Mascot Playland, it shows up. I like him because it uh, it's pretty standard, but his eyes are kind of weird. And it says literally Coaster right across him. Mm-hmm. That's my pitch. Okay. So a giant dragon... The fact that it says coaster on on coaster's chest is making me like coaster the dragon. Not enough to make the list, though. I'm sorry. Bummer. Okay, I'm glad I shot no. my shot. You tried. You took your yeah. shot. Yeah. You missed one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Exactly. Thanks, Tom. Have a good one. Thanks. You too. All right, my friends. That does it for another best show. In conclusion. You go to patreon.com slash the best show to support the show. You, uh, we don't have ads. We don't do that. So you, um, support the show and we'll send you stuff and you get bonus content. We got more so far coming up. More me, my friends of friends, other things in the pipeline. We're working hard to make you happy. Also, my book, it never ends, comes out in July. You can pre-order it over at TomWroteABook.com. Announcement is forthcoming about a something special you will get if you pre-order. doesn't matter where you pre-order from, you pre-order. That's what matters. The book's great. I'm very proud of it. Yes, I know there's a typo apparently on one page. A one-letter typo. Yeah. But we can all pull together during a crisis like this and Hopefully, we will be stronger on the other side of it. It's very clean. It's very, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> the glowing endorsements from Mike. <laughs> you can put that on a book. One typo. Very clean. <laughs> Only one typo. And put my name in it more. Yeah. The two. The two. <laughs> so then. Not a nickname. Yes. Can you add no, those quotes no. to the website? Mike, I'm, and Mike, yeah, God, God help me. I'm working on it. Okay, thanks. I'm working on it. I can only, I can't guarantee it's going to happen. Okay. I'm working on it. Right. You should have heard the reaction when I actually reached out 
to, to just say like, Hey, gotta make a uh, final changes in this thing. Yeah, I know. They don't like making changes. Well, you know what, Mike? You're worth it. Thanks. So the book, we also have, uh, here's an idea I want to do with the best show staff. We're always figuring out these topics, right? What about a show that starts like this? I don't know the topic. And right before the show starts, you guys tell me the topic. I love that. Okay. And you, you settle amongst yourselves who gets to pitch the topic. And that's, we'll do that. Not, we're, we're going to keep doing this mascot thing next week, but we'll do the, we'll do that, uh, in a couple weeks. So we can literally do any topic and you have to do it. I will do it. I will have to do it. Yes. Why don't, why don't we make it a contest? Between the three of you? Yeah, yeah. Well, how about this? Well, you have, gonna... you, you have a week. You have a week to bring me, uh, to see who gets the best guest. <laughs> and whoever, whoever does that gets to just pick a topic. Okay. I have one lined up for 2022. A guest? Yeah. 2022. They said they couldn't do anything until quarter one, 2022. You were on the email. I almost got the Iron Sheik. Now this just depresses me. And then I got turned down by another person, so I'm going to maybe I'll get it. Maybe I can get you a guest next year. <laughs> the Iron We close but no cigar with the Iron Sheik. <laughs> Man. Like Steely Dan, apparently. Great. Who doesn't? <laughs> so, and the other thing on a, uh, on a more serious note is that, let me find it here. Harold Kramer was somebody who was a big part of the best show in the past and was a really great guy. I had, I, I hadn't seen him in a little bit, but he left his mark on the show through his support uh, in a very substantial way. Truly nice guy. He would work the phones during the marathons. Good guy. Really sweet guy. Owned a bar in Brooklyn. Uh just really liked him so much. And, uh, we just found out that he, uh, passed away and, uh, want to just say rest in peace to Harold Kramer and that, yeah, it's very sad. He was a very nice guy. And, uh, there is a GoFundMe up that I'm seeing where people are helping to, uh, to help with, uh, funeral expenses. So. If you can contribute to that, if you knew him, uh, that would be a nice gesture. And yeah, and he will be missed. He's a very nice guy. Um, all right. The show will be back next week. And thanks for listening. And I'm just going to say goodbye. I'll play a little bit of music on the way out here. Play a little bit something maybe yeah let's play some fun music no I'm not playing that that's too depressing 
Um, yeah, I'm just saying goodnight. No music. Bye.